Now batting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Labor Day, Albuquerque. That's not so weird. That's like a bad one. That's a good one. It's a holiday one. It's a holiday one. We don't get days off, man. No days off. No days boys. off. I was, we work. Ta- I was talking to a friend of the show, Ryan Lavarnway, this morning. We were talking. Yeah. You know, we're working on a project. We whatever. I don't know how open or, or not open that is to people. But I'm talking to Ryan this morning, and I'm like, uh, I'm like, hey, we're going through this. He's like, yeah, you know, games all weekend, blah blah blah. I'm like, yeah, work all weekend. I'm like, man, I just get days off. And Ryan's like. I don't get days off either, but I get months off. <laughs> like, okay, classic uh, LeVar way. Okay. Rub it in, baseball players and teachers. <laughs> We're live from Howie's. Yeah, Let's we go. are. Let's Ow! go. Let's go. Howie's is packed on a Labor Day. It's going to be packed every Monday moving forward. As your boys will be here up until, so what, uh, February the 20th? That'll be the last one? Or that's the, the one after the last one? Or 24 weeks. In? Well, how many Mondays are there? That changes it, too. Super producer Mike Vital back at Cumulus okay. Studios said 24 straight weeks we're going to be here. That's pretty crazy. It's pretty close. It's got to be close. Because there's no Monday night football during the playoffs. Correct. But so we'll still be hanging out yeah, having so, fun. So 18 Monday nights, including this night, is 19 Monday nights. Yes. And then, well, whatever to follow. So we're at Howie's. We're at Howie's Sports Page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Come hang out with your boys. We will be here uh, throughout the course of this program, starting on this program at 530. And we're going to go live with it, and this is going to be a lot of fun, is we're going to do the industry, the celebrity two-men on fantasy football draft. And we're very excited for this. Yeah, we have a lot of fun here right at Howie's. And yeah. can we just say how excited we are? Yeah. We've been talking about a partnership with Howie's because this is – both our favorite sports bar. This, Howie's is in my town. dad. Howie's is my dad. Howie's is your father. Yes. Howie is your father. Howie is. How is he doing? How is he doing? How he's doing? That's how we're going to be talking <laughs> in a right, couple hours. Come see me at nine o'clock, and I'll, I'll, I'll. Yeah. Okay. I will. I will yell this from the top of the San yeah. This is my favorite sports bar in town, and we're really, really excited to start this partnership yeah. this Monday and every Monday, all the way through the football season. The boys are going to be at Howie's. And if you've never been here, first of all, uh, first of all, what's wrong with your life? Yeah, get in my Rolodex. If you've never been here, open invitation to check out my favorite place in town's Howie's Sports Page. Yeah, we're we're here till seven doing the program, and then immediately following the program, we're doing the friend of the show fantasy football draft. Correct. Back to back drafty boys as we're doing the the celebrity, and then the friend of the show after. So we'll be here all night long. Come hang out with us because we'll be hanging out with Howie. Uh, Howie, not an actual person. Not an actual didn't person mean anymore. to spoil that. Yeah, um, yeah. Sorry. Probably at one time was a person. Mm-hmm. Don't have the rich history. Uh, but we're gonna, Hey, we're going to learn it in the next 18 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Learned a lot this weekend, but before we get to that, happy birthday, Robert Gibson. Hey. Let's go. Robert not on the program today. He is in uh, beautiful and historic Las Vegas. Nevada. Nevada. He's not Nevada. at the he's not at the OGLV. He's over at the Nevada one and that's going to be a thing. 
from the live chat, yes, we were going to talk about college football. Like, we've only been on for 10 seconds. Yeah. Can you, can, it's called it's a bleed. A okay, we're letting people get in their cars. There's, warming up. There's warming an industry up. standard Alleys, here. This is, figure it out now. Big win for the Lobo Saturday. What's up? Domination. 41 to Rippy Boy. <laughs> the quarterback's pretty good. Hey. The defense uh, is pretty good. Yes, the defense was strong. Crowd came out. Good little good little day there out at Memorial Stadium for the team. Anything jump out to you immediately, Van, about this past weekend in UNM? Oh, of course. Like, the big story is Coach G's D, right? Yeah. yeah. Throwing up a goose egg, first home game of the year, setting the standard for their defense all year. Like, hey, this is a high bar, but I know Coach G wants their team to put this bar right in front of them and go over it every time. Had the takeaway on defense, obviously, that you're talking about. They heck of a job offensively as well. Kendrick seems like the truth. Didn't have to throw it that many times. But what he did, he did well. Two tutties, two interceptions. Looks like a heck of a player there at the quarterback position. Um, how many guys rushed the ball? Shoot. They let everybody have a chance. <laughs> the, pun- the punter got one. Luke Wysong is looking pretty good. He's a running back now? What's the deal? He does everything. He's a little bit of that guy, right? A little Debo Wysong over here. Sherrod White looking the part. Obviously, the receiving chorus, share it, throw it out a little bit. I'm into all that, too. Defensively, though, and you were talking about it, uh, just absolute shutdown against Maine. And, I mean, heck of a warm-up for the team. I mean, they didn't even get, what, 119 total yards? Well, Is that what they ended no, up with, 118? They didn't even get 119. <laughs> 118. <Yeah. laughs> oh, not even a hundo in the air, keeping them to 22 on the ground. And then the offense for the Lobos. And this is one of those, and you're, if you're listening right now and you're a big Lobos fan, obviously we are too. But if you're listening now and you're like, hey, the, the Lobos, six yards per play on average. And this, well, here's the thing. You, once you have it in control against Maine, because you got Boise coming up, you don't put all your cards on the table. Correct. So it's you, you get to where you want to be, and then you just maintain from there. Because 41, I mean, with the way the Lobos were looking, could have looked like 61. Yeah, they could have really poured it on second half. And they came out a little slow, too, with the turnovers. But like you said, you got to save something for Bozy. Uh, that's a really big one right there. Yeah. If you can play hard, your defense shows up again like they did, anything could happen. So it was a good start for the Lobos. I know last Friday you and Robert talked about the Highlands Cowboys who opened their season on Thursday night against the Greyhound of Eastern, 38-18. Eastern took that one on the road in Las Vegas. Very good football game, and the reason we bring those two up so very early is because at 5 o'clock, Coach Dana Gonzalez joining us on the program. We're going to talk about the Lobo game, and then at 5.15, Coach Ron Hudson of New Mexico Highlands University is going to join us. So we'll recap both the local games. I'm sure uh, Las Cruces probably played too. Hey, if... If you're feeling a little slow at the end of this work day, don't pour yourself another copy. Just listen to Coach G and Coach Hudson back-to-back at 5 and 5.15. That's a lot of good energy right there. You should not be feeling slow at the end of the work day today because it's double time, Van. It's a holiday. Oh. Labor Day is um, a weird holiday. Labor Day is a holiday for, like, people who work on laptops. Like, it's not a holiday for, like, every other job. How, how strong is our AM signal? Can you get us at Elephant Butte Larry, Lake right now? I believe you can. If you're 505-246-0610. Yeah, who's on the Butte? Who's on the Butte? If you're at Elephant Butte <laughs> right now, if you're at Cochity right now, if you're at any other mm-hmm. of our wonderful lakes hanging out with the fam, 
Send us a shout out. I've spent some time in the Jemez this weekend as well. Had a lot of fun with that. It was a uh, just a little one day getaway, but uh, deserved and needed. Came home, watched some pro wrestling. Haven't watched it all. So if you five zero five two four six zero six ten, if you spoil any pro wrestling to me, well, I, I mean, I'm still going to end up watching it, but I'm going to remember that. Do not. Do not yeah, well, I sat down with you, and you were like, hey, can you believe uh, Action Bronson? Yeah. No, man, do not spoil pro wrestling for me. I'm sorry about that, buddy. I didn't know if it was a secret or not, but uh, on Action Bronson's Instagram oh, page, okay. which I am a big Action Bronson the rapper fan. Does the show follow him? The show? Yeah. Oh, I, I do. At TalkABQ on Instagram, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, and everywhere. Uh, follow us. We'll follow you the way that we follow Action Bronson. Also, um, whatever Fred just said, strike that, reverse it. 505-246-0610. I want all of your spoilers. I want to, be, I want to see Fred wildly upset because the friends of the show described the whole storyline to Fred. It's not a storyline, okay? What is it? It's the events. The stories. It's... Not a soap opera. Fred's watching his stories. So I'm ready to break down the uh, big rivalry game between Pittsburgh and West Virginia. I can't, I can't even get can't it out. It. Can't do it. Oh, God. That's the thing about college football, too, is once it starts, it's the most serious thing in the whole freaking world. People love it. People sweat it. People love it oh so much. Oh, my God. Can you believe that Michigan State really put it on Western Michigan? Yes, they can. Yes. They do it every year every when they year. play this game. Sure. It happens without doubt. Who do you think they are, Appalachian yeah. State? You know, I just I really thought with NIL that Sam Houston would be able to get some more talented guys away from those other big schools. No, Texas A&M is still going to put a 31-0 whopping on Sam Hugh. Like, there's, these games are not the games you think they're going to be. Only Sam that has a chance against Texas A&M is Sam Adams. Nice. Do you like that one? North Carolina State, who was ranked, barely pulled one out against Eastern Carolina. I mean, by like a single point. So go ahead and take them out of the top 25. They're garbage. Michigan put 51 on Colorado State. And uh, what's up with the whack? So I understand college football fandom. I get it. Especially if uh, you're an alumnus of whatever university you're rooting for. I get it. But I'm kind of more into it this year because of name image likeness deals yeah now that they're getting paid for their services and they're not getting ripped off by their own school i think it's a little more interesting the mountain west um i need to be very good it's important to me that the mountain west is good and colorado state has got to figure this kind of thing out like if you're going to take the michigan game like put it on i mean honestly what was the spread Maybe only losing by 40 was, like, really good. 51 to 7 is more than 40. Okay. How much is it again? More than 40. 44. <laughs> Maybe the spread was 45 and a half. <laughs> How do you know? Hey, well, I know that our boys have to play LSU, whatever. They're a bunch of losers, so that's no big deal. LS lose? That's a, Hey, legitimately, though, and we'll get to that one at length, legitimately, LS lose. Arkansas and Cincinnati was two top 25 teams. Uh, okay. I mean, I don't think Cincinnati is as true as people have said they are, at least over the last three, four years, as they've kind of tickled the tease mm. of the bowl game. Sure. But uh, they lost the first one, so they're done for the rest of the year. You won't hear from them again. They will win out the rest of the year and won't be in conversation. Uh, you're probably correct. You know, I don't have Cincinnati's schedule memorized, but I know they don't play a bunch of Arkansas all no. year. Oklahoma yeah. beats UTEP, even though Oklahoma doesn't have their head coach or their quarterback, and that does not matter. Nope. Only when 
that UTEP is worried about is Las Cruces and Albuquerque. The, they're if gonna... they go two and nine, and both their wins are against State Dog. and UNM, UTEP. that's a great year for UTEP. UTEP is going to go 0-11. I hope so. Like God, I hope State's so. State's one W is going to be against UTEP. After their soccer team came up here and got as lucky as any soccer team has ever gotten. Your hey. Yep. United should have beat El Paso like eight to okay. two. Okay, so I was listening. Like everything off the crossbar. Everything Dog. was like two inches away. So I'm listening to the, the broadcast. I'm driving to this. I told you I spent the weekend in the Hamas. Mm-hmm. I'm driving in the United. By the way, they got to figure it out. United have their game on Sirius XM, right? Uh-huh. So I'm listening to the United game on the Sirius XM broadcast from the show. Adam Deal, excellent broadcaster. Yeah. Just tremendous stop for the United. And as I'm taking in the game, like every time it's like. I'm like, oh, it's okay. Like, yeah. I can't see it. I'm on the radio. But it's not just the broadcast team. It's the sound of the game. And I'm like, okay, here we are. This is this is way too close. And also, I hate El Paso. Yeah. Hate El Paso. I know how much you hate El Paso. You know how I feel about El Paso? We don't go a day without you mentioning your hate of El Paso. We, I have started days while I'm mentioning it, get partway through, and it hits me again. Mm. And I'm like, also, El Paso is yeah. kicking your boys off the air on Wednesday. Doubleheader for the Isotopes is they're going to play two of them at home against El Paso. First pitch on game one is 4.05, and then 30 minutes following the first game is the second game, and that means no boys. Uh, Wednesday is going to be my Labor Day. That- <laughs> Just We're do- off. We don't no show on Wednesday. Uh-huh. We get the day off. Preempted. Just so happens to be an isotope doubleheader. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. The reason that we're getting bumped. Fine. Also, the yep. reason I'm getting day drunk on Wednesday. At the Isotopes doubleheader. Yes, sir. I will willingly help. Whenever we get back, a lot of news in the world of Major League Baseball. The NFL is a buzz as the season kicks off on Thursday night. Two great guests today, Danny Gonzalez, the head coach of the New Mexico Lobos, and Coach Ron Hudson, the head coach of the Las Vegas Cowboys. Obviously, our fantasy football draft today, we're going to go into that. Cowboys talk. If you're a captain, doesn't mean you're a winner. And we'll preview Thursday night because this rest of this week just kind of gets pretty weird. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM. I'll get the sponsors when we get back, Van. Good idea. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Come armchair quarterback with the opening drive. Weekday morning starting at 7 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We came to play. We came to play. We came to play. Back on the program. Back live at Howie Sportsbook, 1200 yeah. Montgomery Boulevard. Come hang out with your boys. We'll be here. Uh, we'll be here late this evening, and we'll be here late every Monday moving forward, as this is the home of Monday Night Football for your boys for the entirety of the season. Because we're with Vital. How does it working? All right, jog my memory, Vital. So we're on air until what? Like six o'clock? Is that correct? Yeah, six o'clock. Oh, okay. So that means, well, that means we need to start watching Monday Night Football immediately is what that means. So mm-hmm. we'll just, so we'll go straight into it and we're going to hang out. We'll have, um, I don't know, scoo- screws and brews. I don't know what we're going to do, but it's going to be a heck of a night every night here at Howie's. And we're going to be doing it for the entirety of the season, which we have determined to be 20 or 30 weeks long. The math was hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's 18 gay, 18 weeks in an NFL season. Okay. And then, um, well, there's no Monday night football after that. So I think 18. Okay. 18 more. So I, we have today plus 18. All right. So 19. 19 total. Okay. But so this upcoming Monday, one week from today, I ordered, um, obviously, 
like I've ordered for every team. And this Monday, I believe, is Broncos Seahawks, question Correct. mark? Correct, yeah. So this upcoming Monday, I ordered a Denver Broncos jersey, uh, but a Joe Buck one. And instead of just getting Buck on the back, I got Joe Buck um, so that no one was confused because I'm now about the Monday Night Football broadcast team of Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Okay, that's, that's strong work. Maybe I should get an Aikman. For every, be, for every, I, I lost a lot of money in this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I also got the number one every time because the cheapest, cheapest number. Joe Buck is he? He is number one in your heart. He, I'm trying to get you to finish this heart, sentence. In your heart, I'm trying to. He's number one in your heart. You know, how you always finish my. You always finish my. Wait, wait! I thought didn't Buck <laughs> go to? Didn't he Amazon? This no. What no, are you doing? Monday Night Football now? Yes. Yeah? Amazon is um, Pat McAfee and Kurt Herbstreak and is it Brent Musburger? Al Michaels. It's Al Michaels. Al Michaels. Okay. Brent Musburger. What am I going on about? What am I doing there? Hey, uh, Bronco fan, get out here to Howie's one week from today as Russell Wilson goes home to Seattle <laughs> to embarrass them. Yeah, they might not score a point. If if Russell Wilson is wearing a Broncos jersey off the plane when he lands at SeaTac, I'm I'm gonna be about that energy. He will. He will. He will. Football season is uh, starting up professionally. It's already started up personally. We're going to continue a little bit with this college football talk before we jump into the real story from the weekend, which is Albert Pujols hitting dinger number six ninety five off some loser from Chicago. Your words, not mine. They're actually everyone's words. (laughs) Skip the Houston game, even though they barely won. Georgia put a thomping on Oregon. And I'm going to tell you right now, I understand why USC and UCLA want to leave this dumb conference that is the Pac-12. Because their best team, which is supposed to be ranked, what, top 10 in the country? I I think they're just outside. They're a bunch of losers. They're going to send some players to the NFL. Cool. But they might not win a single game outside their division. Oregon was straight up in Embarrassed. Dog. Oregon, who comes into this year with national title aspirations, yeah. got owned by a team who lost six players. 17. In, in the first round. They 17 total. 17 dudes to Se- the NFL. 17 Georgia Bulldogs from last year are in the NFL. They graduated 20 six dudes first to rounders. the NFL. Six first-rounders. Hey, and forget reloading, right? Like, yeah. we're, hey, we, we never went anywhere. We're still here. Yeah. Hey, we we got this one. Don't call it a comeback. No. Hey, again, They've though. been there for years. This is dumb, stupid, sports writer bias. Take Oregon out of the top anything. They're absolute garbage. The pack whatever is garbage. Compared to the SEC? Compared to everything. It's the SEC's world, and we're all fortunate they allow us to survive in it. This is like when Rome ruled the world, and they would let you have, like, a little castle in Wales. That's really nice Yeah, of them. it's like, oh, thank you. Thank you. I'm a big Cardiff guy. Now this the, is nice. The SEC just needs to acquire Clemson, this, and then they have every good team in all of college football. To show you that they are not like the others. US- Except for maybe Texas in, like, three years when they got Arch Manning. Then they're going to compete again. The SEC probably won't lose to anyone outside the SEC for, I don't know, let's say 60 more years. Is it three years? It's <laughs> not that long for Arch Manning, is it? Well, I guess is he before a junior he, this year. Is he a junior? He's a junior this year. Graduate he... early, grab spring practice, whatever, figure that thing out. USC to prove they're not like the others. Uh, 
put 50 points, uh, well, 66 total, but 50 over. Rice in a joke of a matchup. I guess Kentucky is an actual team now. Good That's for them. That's nice. All right, Kentucky. Get right. You had a rough stretch. I'm not talking about your football team. No, historically speaking. Historically, your state. Near the bottom. It's rough. In all the ways. All the ways. Yeah. <sighs> Mitch. You're like a hundred-year head start on New Mexico. and We're better than you in every way. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. Were you surprised with the Ohio State-Notre Dame score? Everybody so, had Ohio State winning by four touchdowns. We were obviously saving that one for the end. Thanks, Mikey. Oh, Thanks, sorry. Mikey. The... Um, <laughs> The Notre Dame-Ohio State game, which we were saving at the end, so I guess we'll just brush over how good Florida looked over number 7 Utah and how Florida looks to have a quarterback. Good for them. Yeah, okay. Florida, unranked or not, should not go in on that big of a dog It's Utah. Sh- this is not Tim Tebow's freaking Gators. It's the same Florida every year. They're so talented. Oh, God, you're so dumb. No. No. They're terrible. Against Utah? Yeah, you. I've never liked Utah or BYU or the state of Utah or the Mormon religion. Yeah. So I think they deserve It's basically Mormon El Paso. That's that's 100%. The whole state. Yeah, the whole thing about it. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, Florida's got a quarterback they can go. Uh, Vitaly, your Wisconsin Badgers put it on my best friend in the whole world, Mike Corey's Illinois State. Did I tell you Mike Illinois State? Uh Yeah. Yeah, who knew? So anyways, Illinois State's garbage. Uh, Don't talk about Baylor. Notre Dame, Ohio State. Okay. So congratulations, everyone who bet the under. Yes, yeah. smart, super yeah. smart. It's still a win-win. It's not like a you pulled one out. It's not like skinny your teeth. This there was never in question. Ohio State throughout. You don't have to put a fifty burger on Notre Dame if you can beat them with a twenty-one burger. Like a twenty-one burger is fine, and then you're not showing the rest of the world what you can do. Also, it's nice that Notre Dame gets, like, such high rankings early in the year, but let's be legit here. They couldn't do it with what they thought was the best coach in the country for a long time. They couldn't do it with one of the best budgets in the country for a long time, and nothing's going to change now. Yeah, they need to quit recruiting a bunch of Catholics every year. They, they don't. anti Teo was not Catholic. Oh, you can go if you're not Catholic? Yeah. Okay, he, uh, I'm writing this down. I learned just, a new thing today. Uh, yeah, it's, you don't have to. Same thing with BYU. You don't have to switch. Oh, I just thought they were all Catholic. No. And that's why they're never the best team. They're never the best team. Never so have been. They, not, even, not since Joe Montana. Notre Dame catches a tough L against Ohio State. And I'm mixed bag on this because, number one, um, you expect it, so there's no excitement. But, number two, you need Notre Dame to be prominent. You need Notre Dame to be bad boys. You need Notre Dame to make splashes because that makes college football better. And in, in Notre Dame's defense, they did beat the spread. So in their defense. There's that. There's, no, that doesn't. It was a huge spread. It was that, almost offensive to, to Notre Dame. It does not. It 17 and a half? Yeah. Yeah. It, it does not super count, though, as far as hand, ga- hand grenades or horseshoes yeah, because yeah. when you're in top two and a top five, it's got to be. You're a winner and you're a loser. It can't be you're in the mix because right now with no conference and all the things that go against them, they even if they run undefeated the rest of the year, they still got the 1L, and they're not going to get in over, well, several conferences. Fred, why are you making your surprise face that Notre Dame is overrated every year? Super overrated. We just, what's, what's the big deal here? It happened last year. It happened a year before. It happened every year since Joe Montana. What's up with LSU? Flute game. You really feel that way? Yeah. No. They'll be fine. No. Florida State at home. 
that's going to be tough to do no matter what. But, yeah, they just got outplayed. No. Sure. They weren't ready. They are terrible. Well, I hope they stay terrible because in two weeks we got our hands full. They. The problem I, I have with LSU is you get the new head coach, you start claiming you got commitments that back out there and actually commitments. The only coach that he brings over is the special teams coach. Mm. The worst part of the team is special teams. Hmm. And even if you're talking about, uh, oh, what's his name? The guy with the accent. Was there last year. It's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Orgeron? Yeah, Ed Orgeron's uh, players. Okay. Ed Orgeron's players know how to play football. It's coaching that keeps you from catching punts and blocking on field goals, and they are not set up for success for the future. And I'm telling you right now, as the guy who overreacts to everything I see, I see a team of losers in Louisiana. I don't see a disciplined Florida State team. I don't see a Bobby Bowden Florida State team. I don't see a Jameis Winston, Deion Sanders, Warwick Dunn Florida State team. I don't see any of that. What I see is a garbage team wearing purple and yellow. (laughs) And by the way, when you have sucked so bad in the most boring three hours of football in the history of college football, the most boring three quarters of football in the history of college football, and then you go into the final play of the game, hear me out, Chip. Go for two. Hear me out, Chip. You know your special team sucks. You haven't been able to do anything appropriately or well the entire day. Try to win it on the final play. Hey, this doesn't happen on Ed Ogeron's clock, right? No. It does not happen on his clock. They didn't get. They got rid of him not because of the product on the field, but because he likes to party with co-eds. Hey, and that same, was a bad look. Same, yeah. same. <laughs> like, yeah, you just gotta fault him for being a dude and having access to decisions that most men don't. <sighs> like, oh, hey, sorry for you acting on your quite legal primal impulses yep. that just about everyone in your situation would do you can't coach yeah. football anymore hey sorry he walked off with that co-ed because you guys no. walked off with a special teams loss hey that is what that is you garbage i don't <laughs> super garbage the week wraps up tonight with clemson at georgia tech uh we're obviously busy doing a lot of stuff i don't know if i'm catching the clemson georgia tech game otherwise you got to get me through the season, which I know 1L kind of ruins the season in college football. But the season, a bunch of bowl games that don't matter, and then a couple bowl games that do matter. Miss me with college football's level of relevancy, except that every second is the most important second. Yeah, I mean, I enjoy the passion. I enjoy a good tailgate. But, you know, I'm an NFL guy. Yeah. Give me the best athletes. Give me the best coaches. I don't, I don't need to learn about 300 football teams every year. Give me the 32 best. I will, I'm into the best game of the week. Give me sure, the best game of the week. Sure, sure. But the best game of the week is a snooze fest, 23-24 LSU, Florida State. There's nothing going on here except for that one fan who years ago heard from their uncle that defense wins championships. Right. And they're talking about the, the struggle of these two teams and, and how they, they bear down and in some reason the word grit. Like, I, I'm not in. I'm not in on you. The only 23-24 game I want to see is the 80s Bears versus the 2000s Ravens. The only 23-24 <laughs> game I want to see is Ed Orgeron's when he goes out to a college bar. <laughs> That's what I'm about. His 23-24 game is very strong. Very strong. Very strong. We're two men on live from the mobile. John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banger Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. And the weekend... 
is for New Mexico's vodka. Tell her, I had a little teller vodka this past weekend out at the campsite, man. You had a boy. Yeah, it was talk of the it was talk of, talk of the campsite. Had the peachy boy. Mm. So good, too good. And we are live right now, and we will be every Monday for the remainder of the NFL season at Howie Sports Page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Come hang out with your boys. Um, well, first of all, we're having a blast. Secondly, we're going to have two blasts at 5 o'clock. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. New, New Mexico, Mexico Sports, Sports Authority. Authority. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Chicago Cubs do not care about winning. That's very true. It's 100% true. Bottom in the eighth, 0-0 game. And his last at bat ever against the Chicago Cubs because, what are they, Van, 19 games under 500 or something, 19 games out of the chase? They haven't tried all year. And against a lefty from the bullpen, some cat named Hughes, don't matter. He'll be in Davenport next year. Albert Pujols pinch hits with a runner on and hits a ball that I think went between the legs of the arch, man. It it was almost to Brad Lidge levels of schmacked. It was very smart. It was very far. A little behind-the-scenes action right here. Fred keeps watching this home run over and over and over again on his laptop. Yeah, yeah. Because if this were to be the last one. Oh, my God, I've sat in that seat before. <laughs> if this were to be the last one of the year, this is a really good one. It won't be. It won't be the last one of the year. He needs five. You know how long he has to do that? Over a month. That's crazy. You know how many times Albert Pulse has hit more than five home runs in a month? Uh, what is it, like 60 times it's throughout like his career? It's like 60 times. <laughs> he can do it again. He just got absolutely rejuvenated being back on St. Louis. And it is so absolutely amazing to watch his resurgence uh, with the organization that he started with. Well, and and trying to break it down for you, because if you're not baseball guy, if you're not baseball fan, specifically if you're not St. Louis Cardinals fan, you don't get it. And I'm going to talk about Bush Stadium for a second. It's a Sunday game. It's 0-0 in the eighth. It's hot. It's humid. It's gross. There's 44,000 people. All 44,000 are standing in their seats. You know it. As Albert Pujols goes to pinch hit. There's a runner on second. I don't know who it was. Tommy Edmond, I think. And Albert turns on this ball with, like, an explosion. And it's, it's his whole body comes out. And then you just, like, watching the crowd's reaction, you watch 44 people know it from the second it happens. It's, it's that cliche from, like, a cartoon, like, rubberneck straight up. Everyone breaks it. Like, it's... We're living in the literal best time for America's pastime. Yeah, and Hughes, the relief pitcher on the Chicago Cubs, had no business whatsoever being a left-hander and throwing that ball like that to Albert Pujols. No. He has to know if that ball ends up there, Hall of Fame unanimous uh, first ballot, Albert Pujols, is going to hit it so very far. I heard a rumor. Oh, I heard a rumor. Careful. So your best friend, Cody, don't call me David Ross. Okay. Is the manager of the Cubs. Uh, Strike that, reverse it. Got it. Okay. So I heard a rumor. Okay. By the way, just so there's no confusion on the home run yesterday, 426 feet. That's a good one. 105 miles per hour off the bat. That's a good one. 
36 degrees on the launch angle. You're like, Fred, why are you telling me all this? 32 degrees, I apologize, because it's very important. So I heard a little rumor that Major League Baseball is going to keep pumping left-handers at the Cardinals who are on a roll because Major League Baseball hates Alex Rodriguez. Yes. And Major League Baseball wants Albert Pujols to take Alex Rodriguez's spot at 697. And then if he gets to 700, good on he. And I didn't believe that little birdie to be true until I saw in an 0-0 game with a runner on second and the baddest dude to ever swing a bat against lefty steps into the box. Just gets piped one, dog. Piped. Cheesed. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's a cookie. That is a cookie of all cookies. What's, what's the penance for these teams who are out of the playoffs, who are told from up on high, that's like, hey, Albert's coming up. Go, why don't you just go ahead and put yeah. in your lefty? Major Baseball we is need like, to bring in your loogie for absolutely no hey, reason. Wouldn't you guys love to play a game in the Field of Dreams next year? Uh, yeah. Hey, okay. hear me out. We won't send you to London mm-hmm. if. <laughs> like, there's all these kind of conversations. Oh, but that dude, Albert Pujols, he's going to get seven, right? Or he's going to get uh, 700, right? He's going to. He's going to. I mean, you just, you just have that feeling. And you, and you know, you know his counterpart in the American League this year, Aaron Judge, he's up to 54. That's crazy. Which puts him on a pace for 65. You know, Albert- that would make him the real clean home run king in the history of baseball. I, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. You're the non-asterisk home run king. Like, yes. you did it. You're the one. This is historical, what's happening. Well, and, and the guys who did the real big numbers, the Barry Bonds, the Mark McGuire's, the the guys that don't count. Yeah. And we, we know who counts. Hank Aaron counts. Sure. Hank Aaron counts. Yeah. Roger Maris counts. Sure. There's, there's a handful. Albert Pujols counts. Like, there's guys that count. Albert Pujols should count double. Because he's actually like a 62-year-old man. Yeah. Because he lied about his age when he was younger. And in the beginning of his career, hitting off dudes who were on the juice. Correct. Like, he's not anymore. Like, I think this is going to be me, like, sounding like a forever romantic. I don't think there's juice in the game anymore. Do you feel like there's juice in the game? I do. You do? Every sport. Every sport. Every sport, especially the guys that are on the cusp. Yeah. They're looking for any advantage they can get. The all of the steroids that they would be using, it's getting progressively safer. It's getting progressively easier to cover up. You know, like you said, the romantic. Oh, like the, the French ro- sprinter the other day or whatever? Sure. Yeah. yeah, the romantic in me thinks that, like, oh, we learned our lesson. But also the realist in me knows we're talking about a spread of millions of dollars right. for your success. If you're able to make it to the big leagues and maintain a contract, even at league minimum, that's generational wealth. Right. The D. Gordon effect. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Do it till you get paid. If I get paid this one time, who cares after? It is nice, though, for those who are Chicago Cubs fans because the boogeyman who returned after a 10-year hiatus is now gone forever. And, and what about his career if he would have stayed in St. Louis? Stop. Don't do this you to know, me. He, don't, come on, guy. Hey, it's he, a holiday. Why are you going to do this to me right now? <laughs> happy Labor Day, This brother. is so messed up. And happy birthday to Buck D. Yep. There's just something magical, Pujols being in St. Louis. You've seen his resurgence all year, and they use him correctly. Like, they don't. If you have a right-hand specialist, 
throwing against a right-hand specialist, you're going to leave Pujols out of the roster that day. He's not going to be on the lineup card. But if there's any chance that a lefty is going to pitch, you're going to give him that shot. You're going to give him those extra swings no matter what. If he had spent 10 more years, though. And, and what was We're it? talking like, World Series. What was it about L.A.? It was the monies. No, no, no. Okay, well, what I'm asking is what was it about L.A. that made him play subpar, that made him play not bad. Like, he was a multiple-time All-Star. He got MVP votes a couple years in L.A. But, like, what, what made him not be so Albert Pujols the, anymore? The thing about Los Angeles, the Angels, is they do this to everyone. So it's Mike Trout. Like, you take... They did. Mike Trout's not even on the Angels, right? And that's what the Angels are. And when he's there, they're still what they are. Mm. Like, they don't they don't breathe winning in Los Angeles. And the guys that they've had there all go elsewhere and win. I mean, they got the one series. What was that? Oh. The Rally Monkey year? Oh, four? I think it was four. Yeah. Four? And then, like, those guys all leave, and then they win elsewhere. Like, they win with the Cardinals. David Eckstein wins with the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Like, Jim Edmonds wins with the Cardinals. Scott Spezio wins with the Cardinals. Do you, the, the crappy Weaver wins with the Cardinals. The worst Weaver. <laughs> yeah. Like, the lesser of two Weavers. Like, I get all of that. And maybe, like, a little honeydew from that. Maybe it's all those conversations are like, hey, you know, it's, hey, look at the weather. Like, look at the, like, well, I think he's, like, actually a pretty straight-up guy, so I don't. I don't feel like Albert Pulse is a guy who, like, does his fans. But, like, like look at the views out here. Like, there's a lot of draw. Yeah. It's just not about baseball. And when you're in St. Louis, it's going to sound so bad, there's nothing else to do. Like, you only play baseball. That, like, sounds like a personal affront to your hometown <laughs> like, right there. Well, what do you? It's a major metropolis. They yeah, got huge. stuff to do. Tons of amenities. It's just nothing compared to L.A. Nothing. Yeah. What is, though? Like, Miami, L.A., Miami. Yeah, San Diego. Yeah. Yeah, those, uh, those are like it. That's it. Yeah. What are we doing here? <laughs> uh, Northern New Mexico is beautiful. Yeah, We just don't have way. a professional uh, Major League Baseball team that we could compare against L.A., San Diego, and Miami. <laughs> Get a million people. We'll be right there. Get a, hey. we're, we're on we're the close. cusp. We're right Dog, there. We're on the cusp. Surrounding areas? Duh. Yeah, baby. You know, there's only... There's not that many people in all these cities. No. No. It's just surrounding areas. It's just surrounding area. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm a big fan of Albert Pulse, and he's going to get six. Uh, the Cubs, though, like I said, this is the whole point is to Major League Baseball is going to make it to where Albert Pulse doesn't just get 697 beating Alex Rodriguez, but gets 700, and, and that will be the end of his legacy. I see it coming. That'd what? be beautiful. It's a beautiful story for MLB to walk him off. Well, we don't ever talk about your team, Houston, because what's there to talk about? They're going to make the playoffs. They're, they're going to so do really good. well. Yeah, The Cardinals are not in the spot because they're just getting W after W pulling away from Milwaukee. They're in now. Yeah. Like, it's not even going to end up being in question. Yeah. And and at the end of this whole one, to be able to see a guy, and th- I would feel the same way if we were talking about anyone in their last year. Sure. Yeah, but only in baseball, not crappy tennis with Serena Williams, who goes out in the third round, and no one even freaking talks about it because they can no longer take poetic tweets that they found off the Internet to talk about how they should feel about a big win in the first round of the U.S. Open because when that loser goes out because she's in her twilight years, no one even, even thinks to talk. No one told me. It wasn't even on the TV. They didn't bring, I had to Google it. 
is Serena Williams still playing? No. Oh, okay, got it. Because there's no reason to even tell that story because it's lame and boring and stupid. Loyal listeners, friends of the show, especially fathers to daughters. Serena Williams. Serena Williams is an absolute inspiration. She's the best player in the history of women's tennis. She might be the best player in the history of tennis, period. She deserves to be celebrated. Mm -hmm. Do not listen to this jealous loser Fred Mm -hmm. Slow. How old is she? Like 60. Oh, okay. So too old to be this thirsty for attention because that's all she is. She's trying to make the entire world of tennis about herself, and she can't just gracefully bow into the shadows the way that she should, go off into a field and just lay down and die like an old farm dog that has already done work all of its life and let the farm continue the way she should let tennis continue. Instead, she has to steal spotlight from up-and-coming, well, this is going to sound kind of brutal, but like athletes who have like left Russia to go pretend to be from other countries, but like that's what she has to do now. This piece of sloka girl. Beautiful, I mean, what you're doing is you're describing Albert Pujols right now. No, I mean, this, this is, is different. Exactly what you're this doing. Hundred percent different. You're describing it the exact same way. It's weird. I'm not sure who you're even talking about. From the live texture, Serena Williams is the greatest athlete who has ever lived. She's number one in a sport that no one else was trying to be number one at. I go into this all the time. All the best women athletes are not trying to be the best women tennis player. She was the only one trying. You put Katie Ledecky out there, and she's going to be the best tennis player in the whole world if she really wanted. Okay, that's kind of a hot take. You put China that's out kinda, there. kind of she's a hot take be, you got there. China would be the best tennis player in the entire world if she didn't want to be a WWE superstar. The wrestler China? Yes, of course. A tennis player? Why not? With those shoulders? It, are you kidding me? A lot of power, though. The women she never, oh my she God. never pass a drug test. Dog. Women. <laughs> <laughs> Women's tennis is one thing. Serve it as hard as you can and then play back and forth. There's no or lateral. If you even try to trick a female tennis player into back and forth, the, the whole thing's over. Hey, you know how I know? Serena Williams just lost the other day to that exact thing. And here's the thing. No one else knew that. No one listening to the show right now knew Serena Williams was out of the U.S. Open. I watched a little bit of it, so I knew. I think she deserves to be celebrated. She's a hero to children of color all across the country. So good on her. She deserves all the accolades and spotlight and attention that she gets. From the text, or Fred, you're pathetic. Okay. Well, is that about this or just in general? Don't know. Can't read that. All I'm saying is if she was really going away, she would tell us when. But because you don't put a date on retirement, what you're doing is you're just fishing for attention the whole time. Watch her show up in the Australia Open and do this whole thing again. Like, it's, you're not fooling me, Serena. Not fooling me at all. Michael, I know we're at the break. I'm so very sorry. Two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Duke City's home for sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The, the Sports Animal. Back on the program, back live at Howie's Sports Page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Come hang out with your boys. Celebrity Fantasy Football Draft starts at 5.30. We're going to do that on air. Before that, joining us at 5 o'clock, Coach Danny Gonzalez of the New Mexico Logos. And at 5.15, head coach Ron Hudson of the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys. Fred, they twisted my arm. Who's they? The fine people at Howie's Sports Page. Ah, the Royal Day. Yes. So I got a little coldy in the hand right now. Ah, in the hand or in the mouth? You know what it's like, Fred? The cold one? I've talked to you about the property ones. The colder a one, the better a one. It's like a reward. Yeah. Yeah. 
the coldness of the one, Mike, directly proportionate to the goodness of the one, the property of ones. Correct. We've been through this a lot of times. It's basic science. No matter how good your life is, man, no matter how tremendous, happy, popular, established, credible, all the positive words you can pull out of the dictionary, no matter how a great it looks, your supermodel wife will still leave you if you choose work over her. Uh-huh. Now we're seeing it. <sighs> well, you know what, Courtney? You were right the whole time. Giselle, I just took two weeks off for you. Mm-hmm. It's never happened in the history of football. No. I just made history mm-hmm. again. I agree. I'm also the goat of vacations now. Yes. And it's not enough for <laughs> you? Just let me have one more. Uh, you know what, Tom? Uh, the, me and the kids, we, uh, we miss you. And Tom says, it's not reciprocated, yeah. obviously. Tom's like, these damn kids? These ones right here? <laughs> Giselle, who are these? Who, are what? these my yeah, kids? I've just blinked. These ones? What? Just, they've been here the whole time? No, but, no one seems like they got a better existence than Tom Brady. That's a fact. That is a 100% fact. Hey, and he's got Giselle about as blackmailed as you can get. Oh, yeah. Because... Giselle doesn't want to pay Tom Brady alimony. No, it's too much. When they get divorced. See, she makes too much money. She makes way too much money. Tom Brady gets to be Tom Brady and get alimony from Giselle. Also. That's a win-win-win. You, This is not just a right now thing. This is, like, if this is happening, this has been happening forever. Like, sure. Giselle does not just give up on the marriage. Right. For years, Giselle is like, Hey, you got to figure it out, Tom. Tom will give me a chance, Tom. Tom, do the right thing, Tom. Tom, Tom. Tom, we need some help here, Tom. Yeah. And Tom's like, yeah, just one more Super Bowl, babe. That's all I got. Come okay. on. I just got to win one more. I, I got to win one against the NFC East. Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know? <laughs> Come on. I'll be able to sleep at night. And then immediately. Yeah, just sounds like Gronk doesn't even want to play with you, Tom. Yes. It's over. Yes. Give it up. Tom, none of your <laughs> friends are there anymore. They all quit already, okay? <laughs> She's like, I'll make new friends. Quit quit trying to make Julio Jones happen, Tom. So then, I'll tell you when this all started, the for real of it. So he was like, listen, babe, I'm done. I love you. We're going to spend the rest of our lives in paradise. Which, by the way, Van, they can afford to freaking do. Yes. They can never be seen by anyone ever again. And you can spend the rest of your life raising your kids and screwing your hot uh, supermodel wife and beautiful beaches all around the world. Sign your boy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that one. Yeah, here's the thing. I love this job. Here's the thing. I'd love to not need it. I'm walking around the office the other day. I'm like, hey, do you guys know what your number is? And people are like, yeah, it's like three mil. You invest some, whatever. You live off the interest. I'm like, cool. Got to get there. (laughs) (laughs) But whenever he said, and this was the crut, whenever he said, listen, Fox is going to give me 375 mil. uh, I'm actually not ever going to retire. Babe, if I'm not doing it on the field, I'm going to be doing it in the box. Yeah. Like, (laughs) Speaking of in the box. You're very persuasive. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no. <laughs> she's like, she's like, Tom, I don't care. I'm not worried about you getting hurt, Tom. They changed the rules so no one can hit you. Yeah. I don't care about the game. You're just, you, do you not look at me? Hey. I am Giselle. I'm still Giselle. That's, I've been Giselle this whole time. I've been here this whole time. Are you, do you want, do you want to go back and get a girl from Kalamazoo? Is that what's going to happen, Tom? Because I'm just and I will go to any tropical island. What are you, you going to do? You're going to divorce me and get Leonardo DiCaprio's sloppy seconds, dog? No, she dead ass. Get it together. She left. She dead ass went to an island. And, and, and it's not like 
I'm going to go stay with my mom. No, no. It's, I'm leaving the compound, Tom. Literally the compound. (laughs) And in this compound, allegedly, there's like... Like faux, like Starbucks's and stuff in there, too. I don't know Correct. if you read yeah. any of this. It's the whole thing. It's the whole thing. Yeah. But she's like, listen, I just watched Captain Ron, and <laughs> I know where I need to be. <laughs> Sweet Captain Ron. Speaking of captains, well, I guess coaches. Not the best transition in the history of this program. Coach Damian Gonzalez will join us when we get back. We're going to talk about the Lobos. Big win over the weekend. Obviously, we'll break down the on the field. Uh, but I want to break down everything that surrounds it. I want to talk about the, the pregame, the locker room. I want to talk about meals. I want to get that insight that we don't necessarily always get as fans of the program. Speaking of the program, this one will return in 30 seconds with Coach Gonzalez. We're live from Howie's 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Come hang out with your boys. Fantasy draft starts at 30. Friend of the show draft at 7. It's the Sports Animal, 95.9 FM and AM 610. Now Now betting betting for the Sports sports Animal, animal. your Your afternoon afternoon drive. drive. Number two, two, men on. on. Van Nunley, Van Nunley and, and Fred, Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Five o'clock, boys are at Howie Sports Page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Come hang out because we're hanging out and hanging out with us on the front of the show hotline. Head coach of your New Mexico Locos, Danny Gonzalez. Coach Gonzalez, welcome yeah. to the show. What's up, guys? How are you guys doing today? We're doing good. We need you to help with an argument, though, okay? I'm Give trying to, to name I'm trying to name the fantasy team the Fighting Derrick Henry Tafoyas. How do you feel about that name? Uh, I think it's honorable. I think it's outstanding. I mean, I do too. He's a legend in this community, so I think you should run with it. So what is Van's problem, Coach? That's what I'm trying to get to here. I'm not going to name us the fighting Derrick Henry Tafoyas again <laughs> unless we draft Derrick Henry. <sighs> it makes no sense otherwise, I Fred. Don't know, uh, I, I, I don't have an argument with you. I mean, I do kind of agree <laughs> with you right there. Now, the last time I played fantasy football, I think it was like 2009, something like that. I went with the name of the Dirty Nachos because nachos are a big part of my everything. I mean, I love any kind of nachos. So Dirty Nachos, the dirtier they are, the better they are. And that's just kind of who I am. I mean, we're physical and mean and all those good things. So run with it. Okay. There's the plan. We're drafting Derrick Henry, and we're going for the fighting Derrick Henry Tapoyas. I think it's a very good team name. Smart plan. Coach, you uh, you ran the ball with 45 different guys over the weekend. I didn't know you had that many eligible ball carriers. Uh, spread it out, kind of showed someone opportunity to the fan base. But what was it, Coach? What was the plan there offensively? Was it to give it to that many guys, or was that just who was hot at the time? You know what? I mean, it, it doesn't matter if the offensive line isn't doing their part. And I thought they were really physical on Saturday, uh, which gave us an opportunity to kind of spread the ball around now. We want to be a versatile offense, and we want to be able to create some matchup problems and be hard to prepare for. So mm-hmm. I think we've got some explosive athletes, and I thought they were we were able to get them the ball. Well, update, Coach. Uh, just went into the Celebrity Fantasy Football League that we're hosting here at Howie's. The draft orders just announced. Oh, okay. The boys are drafting second. So Derrick Henry so. is a solid option for the boys. That's could We're be. set up for success, coach. Or we could go with Christian McCaffrey. We could be Christian Mingle. I do, oh, I don't. Okay, I don't hate That's that at all. That hey, coach. Pick, so pick, pick, def- pick Derrick Henry, please. <laughs> <laughs> coach, the defense absolutely showed up. Is this what you expected out of the boys, or did they overperform? 
No, you know what? What I was really proud about us on defense is we played hard. Uh, I thought the guys were chomping at the bit to hit those guys. I mean, we want four, five, and six guys to get into the ball carrier. We want to get to the quarterback. We want to see the quarterback get up slow. I mean, we did a lot of good things on, on Saturday. Now, we did a couple things that we were 1 of 12 on third down, which is awesome. But the one that we gave up was a third and three, and we played way too soft in coverage. We were 1 of 3 on fourth down, 2 on defense. The one we gave up was a cover 2. They throw it to the flat. We should have had a guy sitting there to intercept it. So those things we can correct. Uh, but I thought they played hard and they played physical, and that's what I wanted to see out of them on Saturday night. Obviously, Saturday night was the spotlight. The city came out in support. You guys put the show on on the field. But it's kind of everything that surrounds it, Coach. Talk about the morning. Talk about Saturday morning. Talk about breakfast. Talk about the boys getting together. How was the fellowship, and how was the pregame? Well, you know, we, we do a, a whole ordeal around here, starting with the night before. When we bring them over on Friday evening at 4 o'clock. This week it will be Thursday evening. Um, we have meetings. We go over through some last-minute touches. Everything from this point on is, mental preparation for a physical game and so we want to get them rested we want to be able to take care of them feed them well so we have a team dinner over at the hotel when then we i go by every single room at nine o'clock i shake their hand tell them good luck tuck them into bed all those good things and then we get up in the morning it's a long day so we bring them over to the stadium we stretch we we do a walk through we have them run around a little bit and then from that point on, it's all about getting yourself mentally prepared for a pretty good battle, a physical battle. And so that was the routine, and, and I thought they handled it pretty well on uh, Saturday. 14-17, two touchdowns, two picks. Uh, your boy Miles put on a show, very efficient. Ball only hit the ground one time all game. You know, and the two times that it didn't hit the ground, that it wasn't in our hands, uh, we can't do that. Uh, I told him that on Saturday. I'm like, man, you only threw one incomplete pass, and that was just to get rid of it. Nice. But the other two that you threw to Maine, uh, those are going to be situations and games because I, I, I think we're competitive enough to have a bunch of close games this year that those are the difference between winning and losing. Now, the first one, I think that was completely nerves. I thought he was uh, excited to throw the ball. I mean, it was his second throw of the day. He predetermined where he was throwing it before even going through his progression. And the second it left his hands, he knew what was going to happen. So uh, the, the second one, we were trying to hurry up to score, get greedy to go up by 28 at halftime, and he made a bad decision. Um, he had that same read twice later in the game and read it perfectly. So I think he learned from it, but we can't turn the ball over. We also fumbled it a couple times. Now we got him back. But we got to be a lot more secure with the ball, and then on the other side, we got to take it away a little bit more. Uh, did with the efficiency? You know, it seems like the ball was in the area, except for the throwaway, uh, almost every time. Is this the efficiency that you've seen in training camp from Miles? Is this the expectation going forward? It is the expectation now, because it was windy. Uh, we decided not to throw too many over the top, and neither did Maine. Now, they didn't really have enough time to get him back there. They, it was kind of sure. similar to what would happen to us last year. When they were dropping back, we were beating them up front, which is good. And we're going to go against better teams that, that we're not necessarily going to be able to beat that quickly. Um, but we saw Miles through, through fall camp slide around the pocket, deliver the ball with accuracy, and that was a big part of the reason why he was able to win the job. And I do think that's the expectation. Now, I still think we need to throw the ball downfield eight to 12 times a game, and if we have to do that on Friday night, uh, if we can't do that, it's going to be a long night. So we're going to have to open it up a little bit so that we can stretch the field, let the old lineman come off physical, and give us a chance. 
I have my opinion. Van has his. Every Lobo fan as well. But I want yours. What is the number one takeaway from the main game? What is the thing whenever you close your door at the end of the day, you say, we did this really well? I thought we played really hard. Uh, I thought we were, were a physical football team. Uh, we chased the ball on defense. I thought we tried to pound them on offense. And that's the kind of football team we're going to be. We're going to be a physical, try and impose our will on them and make them quit. And I thought we were the we were the more physical team on Saturday. Now the team that we have coming in on Friday night, that's been their mantra for a long time. They're blue collar. They're a great football program. Uh, coach Avalos is a great football coach. So we've got a big challenge. But I thought it was being a physical football team. Coach, you didn't even put a whole week between these two games. Six days. So I'm imagining Labor Day is not a day off for you or the team. How do you start preparing in such a quick turnaround? Well, you know, we, we actually started uh, yesterday morning at 7 a.m. after the game, uh, came in to break down the film, and then got moving on doing our, our evaluation and game planning for Boise. Um, to be honest with you, I didn't know it was Labor Day today until uh, I called my wife after the morning show this morning and asked how a drop-off went, and she reminded me that the girls were at home. So uh, I, I did notice there was a little bit less traffic this morning at 5.30 than normal, but it, it was uh, I didn't know it was a holiday. So I hope you guys got some time off and enjoyed your day, and I hope Lulu Nation got some time off and enjoyed their day. Maybe they went out and bought some red clothes for uh, this Friday night. I did not get any time off. I, uh, <laughs> oh, <yeah>. the, <laughs> the boys have no days <laughs> no, off ever. <laughs> Coach Debo Wysong had himself a day. Oh, I like Recep- that. Receptions, carries, punt returns, Mr. Everything. Is this what we're going to see uh, happen to Luke for the game plan going forward? I, I hope so. i tell you what, the, the most exciting thing that I saw from Luke Wysong on Saturday was, if you remember back to last year, if you watched Luke Wysong get tackled, it would take him a few seconds to get up. He'd have some kind of limp or some kind of arm hanging or something on his way back to the huddle. And by the time he got there, it was like he was rejuvenated or whatever, and he'd do it all over again. But last uh, last Saturday night, every time he got hit or tackled or whatever, he jumped up like the Energizer Bunny and couldn't get back to the line of scrimmage fast enough. So the extra 20 pounds, I think, helped. We need to help. We need Luke to stay healthy because he demonstrated – uh, what kind of player he is, and that is our expectation of what we expect from him all season long. Coach, I know you watch college football. It's not just your team. What did you think watching that LSU game last night? We know Jaden Daniels is a, is a really good quarterback. I was, after, I was fortunate enough to be on the same team as him uh, back in 2019, and watching that drive last night with a minute 21 to go and two timeouts and having to go 99 yards to extend the game, uh, I watched it firsthand in 2019. We went up to Michigan State. They were ranked in the top ten in the country. Uh, we played really good on defense that day. It was 3 nothing until about four minutes in the fourth quarter, and we gave up a touchdown on defense, and I was thinking to myself, man, I just lost the game because if they didn't score, we were going to win. And Jaden Phillips, we had not moved the I mean, Jaden uh, Daniels, we had not moved the ball very well against Michigan State. They were great on defense that day, too. He led us down the field in the final two minutes with no timeouts, and we scored a touchdown to win that game 10-7. So what he did last night is nothing new other than we made the extra point. They didn't, and that was the difference in the game last night. And if you watch that football game, LSU dropped two punts. They uh, had two field goals blocked, and that was probably the difference in the game last night. Well, and that's why I asked, Coach, because it's do you use an example like that with your squad? Is it to be able to talk about the importance of special teams and, and how it's a third of the game, or, or is everyone just kind of aware because they saw that same game you did? 
No, you know what? I mean, there's a there's a lot of opportunities in first games to show examples of what people might not have taken enough time to prepare for, or they make mistakes because they're they're not used to the flow of the game. I mean, we had some of those on Saturday. We had some procedural errors where we ran out of time on the clock. We had to use timeouts because we didn't go fast enough. Those are first game things. It's just when they get exposed with a turnover or a block, they just become that much more exuberant for everybody to see. Now, last year against Boise State, we had two punts blocked for touchdowns, which put us in a hole in the first quarter, and we were never able to climb out of it. Now, we weren't good enough on offense up front last year to be able to stay with them, even if we didn't make those mistakes. So those things are so key. Uh, I can tell you this, Boise's going to line up and send 11 at our punter to see if they can get the same thing we had last year. So we prepared for that in practice this morning, and, and hopefully we can execute it. Coach, a lot of positives to take away from the last game, but I know you look at the game under a microscope and you're picking it apart in every way possible. What's goal number one? Were there, there any negatives you saw out there? What, what goals are you telling to the squad going forward this week? Well, first and foremost is ball security. We can't lay the ball on the carpet. We did that three times. Now we recovered all three of them. We threw it to him twice, two of his 17 com- or 16 completions. We can't do that. Uh-huh. Um, and then we were nine for 90 yards on penalties. And three of them I can live with. Every once in a while they're going to call holding because the ball's moving and somebody gets their hands outside and the referees, they can call holding on every play if they want to. So occasionally that's going to happen. You live with that. Um, we had a pass interference where we, we, we got to react better. We can't panic. That was completely on us. Um, the ones that really bother me are the four where the ball is not moving. We had uh, we false started twice. We jumped off sides once. We illegal substitution one time. Those kind of penalties kill you. And in close games, those hitting yards become so important. So we really should have had about 45 yards in penalties. The, we had a couple of unsportsmanlike, which we're going to get some of those the way we play. If they're not, if they're smart, I can live with some of them. I mean, we're going to be on the verge of being too much. We're not a cheap team. We're not a dirty team. But the way we play and the way we want our guys to run around and hit people, um, every once in a while the referees are going to, going to be compelled to throw a penalty in today's football. Those are Some of those you can live with. Now, they're dumb where the quarterback's already down and a guy dives and tries to get him. Those, those are stuff that you can't win games by doing that. So we've got to eliminate those penalties. We should have had about, uh, like I said, we should have had under four penalties. We had nine, so we can correct those. we got to take care of the ball, and it'll give us a chance to be competitive. Red out this Friday night, Coach. What is what is the plan? What's, how are we going to get everyone out? How can we help? Well, you know what? I mean, here's one. Tomorrow night I'm throwing the first pitch out at Icefield Park. Let's so go. Come on out yeah. to Park tomorrow night. We'll have the football team out there in jerseys. Uh, we'll see if we can light one up over the plate before the game starts. Um, and then come across the street. We've got a, deal, a ticket deal working with them. The Ice Totes play at 5 o'clock on Friday night. If you've got a ticket to the Ice Tote game, you can get a Lobo ticket for $5. Just bring that ticket. There's a QR code. Bring that ticket on over. Come on over. Watch the Ice Totes from 5 to 7. And come on over when that game finishes and watch the Lobos and, and the Broncos. Um, it's education day. So APS, Real Rancho Public Schools, all the private schools. I mean, my two girls go to St. Mary's Catholic School. We want all those schools. We're going to highlight some teachers on that day. And then I want everybody, I mean, we're going to have a ton of students. I'm excited about that. I thought they did a great job on Saturday night. Uh, I want everybody in the stands to wear red. 
Uh, I mean, you're going to see a pretty cool uniform reveal. I mean, our football team is going to be in red. Uh, okay. It's going to be the first time we've worn red helmets since 1973. Get out. Uh, so there's a lot of exciting things going on. All right, Coach, what's the pitch selection? What are you throwing out? You're going to bring the heat? You're going to throw a big bender? Good question. A little screwball? What's going on? Float it in there. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'm going to do it like I do everything else. I'm going to throw it as hard as I can. <laughs> I, hope it go, I hope it goes where it's supposed to go. I know that. I mean, I tell our football players all the time, if you make mistakes, if you make them a million miles an hour and you just hit something, usually something good will happen. All right, I'm telling Orbit to watch out then. Yeah, watch. <laughs> watch no doubt. That net's pretty big, so all the people behind it will be okay. Sweet. Coach, we're going from Lobos to Cowboys after this. Is Coach Ron Hudson will join us, and he'll talk about the recap of last week as the Cowboys hosted the Greyhounds of Eastern. Coach, I know obviously you got an eye on your team, but there's a lot of good football in the state right now. There's a lot of good football. A lot of great football. I mean, Coach Hudson's doing a great job with the Highlands program, and, and if you've seen on social media and Twitter, uh, he's everywhere around the state, and I think there's a ton of good football players in this state. We're going to try and keep them all home. The ones that we can't keep, they need to go to Highlands and Eastern and Western and, and, and play ball. And with all these new transfer portal things, if you're good enough to play at those places, who knows, you might end up being a Lobo someday anyway. So I think Coach Hudson's doing a great job. Uh, I'm glad that you guys support him. I'm glad you do the play-by-play for him. It's a really cool deal. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. Let's fill up the den on, on Friday night. Let's go out there and give us a chance. Help us have a chance to be competitive and beat the Broncos. Thanks, guys. Go Lobos. Thanks, Coach. Thanks, Coach. When we get back, Coach Ron Hudson of the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The NFL is on the air tonight. And be back here tomorrow morning to arms your quarterback with us on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The, the Sports, Sports Animal. Animal. Back live on the program. So we're still efforting Coach Hudson. Busy guy. Well, this might be my fault a little bit. I'm not a blame guy. Just shot him a text, told him to call. So what had happened was... What had happened was... I text Vital the number. I said, hey, call Coach Hudson. And he failed to? No, what had happened was... I sent the contact instead of just copying the number directly. Uh, so then Michael was like, what? I don't know how to do that. How do you, how do, you do that? How do, you, how do you make that happen? I saw your number and I saw my number, but I didn't see the other number <laughs> that I really counted. And, you know, we've had this talk before, and I'll do this talk on air. The talk is you have to go Apple only. Anyone who has an Android phone can get out of my life altogether. Like, you you don't exist to me. I need to be able to share contacts with you. Life is easier in the world of Apple to Apple to... Mike, as you stand here looking if, at me... Fred, if you've literally done anything for me in yes. my whole existence, is it getting me to join the Apple cult? You're better now. I'm, You're a better person. I'm the exact same person, but now I'm not being ostracized by my community. I feel like I'm part of something again. That I I've had this giant hole in my life. I had 
No idea that it was just being an iPhone person. <laughs> so if you've done anything for me my whole life, that's one thing you've done. I don't, don't like that at all. You haven't done a lot for me, Fred. I need, well, not going to lie. First of not all. Gonna, not going to lie. You've done close to zero for me my I, entire life. This, two, except for this iPhone thing. Two men on could be Fred Slow and Vernon Coons. Very easily. <laughs> Would not be that far of a jump. Could or should? Well, both. Probably. <laughs> Mike, let me know if you can get Coach Hudson. If not, um, I mean, I got filler all day. I can basically I can do anything. Derek, first off, it's did, eight short minutes to... Our industry league fantasy draft. Oh, okay, that's going to be good. Who's in the yeah. league this year? Who do we got? Uh, we got Dylan Storm. Okay, voice, got, voice of the voice of the uh, Lobos and Isotopes. Lobos and Isotopes. Okay. We got old Chocolate Thunder, Vernon Coons. That's going to be pretty good. He's so he's voice of the Blue Tails and the Gladiators. And uh, we got Coach of the Gladiators, Freddie Fred Griggs. Griggs. There Freddie we go. Griggs. Yeah. Let's go. We got the birthday boy, Buck D. All right, so I'm assuming he'll be auto-drafting because he's in Las Vegas. Or just I – mean, he's probably just waking up right now, to this, be honest. Yeah, yeah. I saw his social media from the birthday weekend. Uh, he's doing all right. Hey, Bethany Miller. What? Yeah. The Bethany Miller? The Bethany Miller. All right, I mean, seven in the house. What's up? Hey, um, radio savant and our boss, Jared Hart. Well, he's I mean, in okay. the league. He's not really a name, but, yeah, that's a guy. I wasn't planning on inviting him, but he was like, hey, as your boss, <laughs> send me the invite. Yeah, there's always that. So, Albuquerque Journal's Jeff Grammer. Okay, pretty good get. Pretty good get. My new friend, Gabe. Are we talking about from the optic? From the optic. Let's go. Yeah. A little fantasy football. Okay. Yeah. Let's go and with then that. Somebody changed their name. I don't know who the angry goats are. <laughs> what? That would be Doug. Right across the oh, right, right down DeRocher? the hall for us. Doug DeRocher. 995? Yeah. Andres Trujillo. Owner of the runners? Yeah. Okay, so Presidente is, of the New Mexico games. Got a squad here. And then last but not least, and I I'm, by the way, I announced everyone in our league in draft order. That's <laughs> last <laughs> la- <laughs> Last in the draft order, uh-huh. of course, number one in your heart. Yeah. New Mexico United's David Carl. There we go. Yeah, that's and a league. Well, and I had promised David Carl. a league of legends. First overall draft pick if the United would have put it on El Paso, El Paso this past yeah. weekend. But instead, David said he didn't care about me or my feelings about or towards El Paso. That's true. And said we're going to actually play the game, Fred. It's always it's, true. It's been true. See, it's uh, eight near misses. I told you I was listening. Yeah. That's what I told David. It's like yeah. the, the match should have been seven or eight Dumb. to one or two. I was, I they, was listening. They've never been luckier. Yeah, I was listening on the drive uh, on the Sirius XM broadcast, by the way, which they do a tremendous job with. And when I was listening, I'm doing like hairpin terms going to the Hamas. Okay. And there's like, like a like because it's nighttime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like a moonlit, the most giant like Disney style deer in the road. Oh, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, here I am, in beautiful, uninjured, Un- well, too much. Yeah, I did not hit. Okay, good. But then you just hear like Adam Deal screaming at the top of his lungs, nice about how like that should have been a goal. Oh my God, the United did something wrong in a previous life. Over and over and over again. Over and over yeah. and over again. Yeah, it was unfair. The- <laughs> Coach Hudson. God, like just seeing stuff like that. You see how happy El Paso was to scrape out that victory, no, too? stupid El Paso. They knew how lucky they were. They celebrated like they won the friggin' Super Bowl. Every drive home from Albuquerque to El Paso is like a punishment. 
(laughs) It's like it's the worst drive of anyone's life. It's the longest drive of anyone's life. And then whenever you get where you're going, you're in El Paso. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Texas would have seceded from the Union decades ago, but they can't find anyone to take El Paso. Now, El Paso is uh, Iliguancan for uh, pass it by. Ah, uh, the just keep going. Yeah, the... Uh, That's what Paso means, is pass. Yes. Just pass the, uh, on by, because this place is garbage. Let's grab a break, Michael, and what we're going to do is I'm going to reach out to Coach Hudson, see if we can get it figured out technology-wise, and we'll come back with he. It's Two Men On Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9, start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico, spend our evenings at Hollow Spirit, and the weekend is for New Mexico's Vodka. Teller Vodka. Don't forget Mondays, including this Monday, we are live at Howie Sports Page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. We are doing, well, this one will be here all freaking night. Yeah, and we're going to be raging, too. Yes. Back-to-back fantasy drafts tonight. Uh, a lot of friends of the show are currently here. David Carl is here. Vernon Kuntz is here. We're going to just laugh it out all evening long. And then Monday Night Football moving forward. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. This is where New Mexico comes for sports. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back live on the program. Back live at Howie's Sports Page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard, the intersection of Montgomery and Tramway. Come hang with your boys. Oh, my God. We tried to get Coach Hudson. We reached out um, on the personal, but you know how it is. We got 49 seconds here. The industry draft just started. Okay, why are you saying industry? I'm saying celebrity. Celebrity is what I meant to say. Thank you. So Cooper Cup goes number one overall. To who? To Dylan. (laughs) And then we are second. I I can't believe you've been gifted with this, man. So the boys are drafting second, and we just got gifted Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, take Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor. I want to give you one more chance right now. No, go Jonathan Taylor. Should I get Christian McCaffrey? No, Jonathan Taylor. Get Jonathan Taylor it is. But you actually took McCaffrey, But I love McCaffrey so much. Did you actually take McCaffrey? We got Jonathan Taylor. It's easy money. I took Christian McCaffrey last year and still won my league, and I had the first pick. That's impressive. That's quite impressive. Joining us on the program from the Las Vegas Optic, Gabe Myers. Let's go. I love the applause, Fred. I love the applause. Gabe writes for the Optic, covers all Highlands athletics, and Coach Hudson couldn't join us. Gabe, it was the home opener for the football team last Thursday, season opener as Eastern came to town. You were there, reportedly 3,200 in attendance, Gabe. Did it feel like that banger of a night that we expected up there in Las Vegas? Yeah, that was, since I have been there, that was easily the most attended Highland sporting event, maybe the most attended sporting event, period. I mean, your boy's there now. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, you and Van showed yeah, up and Robert, everybody I mean, showed out. I mean, you know how it is. Yeah. Big thank you to Rosemary Montoya of State Farm, who was a part of allowing everyone to come out for community night as the town did turn out. What you saw in the field, Gabe, so talking about the football team, I know you were there throughout the whole game. Um, is it the offense you thought it would be? Is it the defense you thought it would be? How did you feel about the sidelines of the personnel, just kind of give me your whole breakdown. Yeah, so if there was one thing, the defensive line I thought would be really good, and I thought they were really good on Thursday night. I thought late in the third quarter into the fourth they wore down a little bit just being on the field as much. The offensive line is a thing to me that's not what I thought it would be. I thought the offensive line, and Hudson's the offensive line guy, right. and he said this after the game that he wasn't pleased how the offensive line played, but they had some personnel shuffling. They had 
they had some things internally within the team that were unexpected, and they had to shift some guys around. They, they thought the left side of the line was secure, and Travis Seidel had to move from left guard to everywhere else on the line as they looked for a group that worked. So to me, that was the story of the game, is the offensive line just could not, they couldn't run block, and they couldn't really, they couldn't protect the passer, and Ezekiel Payne got hurt, Michael Jackson came in, the backup quarterback, he's a freshman transfer from Youngstown State, but the offense could never get going, I think that started with the offensive line. So, how do you feel about the quarterback play, let's say, um, allegedly, the offensive line did a better job. Do you think the backup quarterback would have ever gotten into the game? No, I do, no, I don't. I, Ezekiel Payne had got. Oh, I'm drafting right now. Oh, Here we go. Man. I, I, I am let's on take the us board. through the play, Van, Van play run by down, play. Van, run down the picks right now. Okay, so number one overall was Cooper Cup. Number two to us, to the boys, Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler yep. went third. Christian McCaffrey went fourth. Who took Eckler? Buck D? Vernon. Vernon took Vernon, him? Vernon oh, okay, Eckler. figure it out. To Buck D back in Vegas, he got Justin Jefferson. All right, we got 23 And then six here. to Bethany got Dalvin Cook. Good pick. And Jared Hart, team Great team name, by the way. Yeah. Fantasy adjacent. Mm, very Got good. Got Jamar Chase <laughs> with the seventh pick. So, Gabe. And we, Jeff Grammer we have with the eighth pick. Got Derek Henry. The Las Vegas football team has made a selection. Najee Harris. Najee Harris what? coming off the board. Reach. Reach. No. Absolutely. Who else is going to get the ball in that offense? <laughs> Najee, a lot. Well, uh, a lot. yes. It'll be hard hey, for him to take it out of Kenny Pickett's little hands. Until, <laughs> yeah. Actually, I think it's the other way around. It's going to be very easy for him to take it out of oh. Kenny Pickett's little hands. Gabe Myers joining us on the program. He covers athletics in the city of Las Vegas and adjacent communities for the Las Vegas Optic. We're talking Highlands football. Programming note, Coach Ron Hudson will join us at 545, which means we have to bump Vernon Koontz to 615. Oh, Sorry for boo. the Koontz fans out there. Gabe, it was a good it was a good Thursday, though. Tough loss yeah. for the team at home. Talk about the direction of the program as you see it. Obviously, Coach Hutchin coming in in his first year, taking the reins over from the Kirtland era, which was really just a cup of coffee. It was bizarre with yeah. how I decided to Kirkland era. So, talk a little bit about uh, where you think the program's going to yeah. be at the end of this season, and then what they're going to do moving forward. Well, the word you just used there was direction. Yeah. And that's something the program has now that I don't think they had a year ago is that direction with, you know, with Josh Kirkland and Hudson said this when he first took the job, Josh brought a lot of talent into the program and he did this. They were a very talented football team last year, but that's what they were was a talent. They were a talented group of players. They weren't a team. They weren't, they weren't a organization with direction. They weren't a program with direction. That's what Hudson has brought in is, is that direction. So what I anticipate is they're going to get better week over week throughout the, as the season goes on. I think every team does get better, but you're seeing that direction right now, going to the practices, even being at the first game. There is a sense of direction with the program. It's, it is a much more well-run operation now than it was a year ago in my eyes. New Mexico United is David Carl with the wraparound pick. Okay, number 12. So it's serpentine, serpentine rules. Back-to-back. DeAndre Swift and who? Saquon Barkley. Are those guys both new? Who are those guys? Those are both NFL running backs. Okay. Well, I, I, I like the DeAndre Swift pick. Well, yeah, we watch Hard Knocks, too. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah well, I, I actually watch football. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a big difference. Uh, hey, let's, uh, let's talk about Coach Hudson and yes. like, the culture change that, that he's enacted. Like Things are different in the locker room. Things are different on the field. Things are different in the community. Can you speak a little about the, the change he's made up in Vegas? Well, yeah. I mean, the change is 
Hudson is so he's looking to build a program. He's looking to build a culture, and with that comes there's a certain type of kid he's targeting. And the the words he used when I talked to him, he's looking for kids who want to get a college degree, who are not in college just to play football to get the college degree. And the reason why these are you know to paraphrase him, it's because kids who play college football in order to get that college degree, who want that college degree, they get it. They, they go and they get it. They have a better sense of what's going on around them, and their, ki- their kids are going to buy into what he's doing and are going to help build the program that he is trying to build. Oh, I'm on the clock again here. Here we go. <laughs> oh, man. I love you get, you get the in-draft play-by-play. Yes. We're talking hard-hitting sports oh, wait, journalism, this, this, this and is then an, we go this straight is an easy to the one. fantasy draft. This is an easy one. Okay. Who's available? Who, I, think, I think you got lucky right there. I, I did get lucky. Joe, I, Joe Mixon dropping to you is a good That's a good, that, good that, spot. That, I did get lucky right there. How many so. guys are in this league? Like five? How many teams do we have? Six teams? We have. This is a 12-teamer, my oh, friend. Oh, my gosh. Joe Mixon in the second round? Joe Mixon yeah. at pick 16. That's strong work there, friend. You have been covering other athletics yes. at Highlands, uh, obviously, since the season has started, and then Robertson and Las Vegas West as well. The thing to me about the Highlands athletics is there's just really positive culture around all of it. It's good yeah. staff. It's good individuals. What sports do you think are going to do well outside of football this upcoming year? Well, I'm really excited for volleyball and yeah. what Coach Duke is doing. Um, they went on a really good run at the end of last season to make the conference tournament, and they were a team that last year – you know, I felt like Duke was learning them, and they were learning Duke yeah. all throughout the season. And now that lear- that learning curve—I mean, there's new kids coming in, so there's going to be a little bit of a learning curve. But the program is a lot more established now. The returning players know what you know, know what Coach Duke expects of them, and their setter Soleil Gondara is one of the best—not just one of the best setters in the RMAC. I think one of the best players in the RMAC. All tournament at the Gorilla Classic this past weekend as the Cowgirls took two of four. It's going to be a team to contend with, definitely, in the world of volleyball. Their home opener is tomorrow night, and we're excited to bring you that one in the RMAC Network. I will be voicing it. If you have not listened to me do a volleyball game before, I'm going to encourage you to tune in. I do it WWE style. It is, like, every play is the biggest, like, power bomb or choke slam of all time. I, Scott Sterling. <laughs> yes, <laughs> very much. I, I tell you, volleyball. Is, when I started covering college athletics, volleyball was like kind of the first beat I was really doing. Yeah, and I fell in love with the sport. So I, I, I love. I, I have a new love for volleyball, and I like what Coach Duke is doing doing over there i think duke also he is just you talk about the positive energy he's, and culture he's in the, the highlands most, program he's far i think out. he personifies it if there's anyone that personifies it is him and he's the one guy in town that's taller than i am he uh, <laughs> he's unreal of a personality band coach tom duke played volleyball for like the olympics he, he, yeah. from like he's like a usc guy he's all those things that are kind of like all right, the boys Southern are back California. on the clock all right wait who are our options okay give me, give me my three options here's, oh my, here's my top five we got nick chubb Tyreek Hill, Javante Williams, Mark Andrews, Michael Pittman, Debo Samuel. Right, so we cannot take the kid from Cleveland because I hate Cleveland. So, okay. so what were my other two options? Nick Chubb, right. Tyreek Hill. I said no one, Chubb. So I think we could go Tyreek. I agree. Do Tyreek? Because we, we don't have a wide receiver yet. No, no, this is only our second pick. Okay. 23rd overall. There we go. To the boys. Tyreek Hill's off the board. Goes Tyreek Hill. Love that. Love and we'll see you again that. in two picks. Gabe, give me some final thoughts on the Highlands football team from this past Thursday. Yeah, so the two things is, one, I thought their defensive line played really well, and that's what I started with. And I think that's a group 
that's a group that's going to carry them defense, you know, not just offensively, but as a team this season. When you watch New Mexico Highlands, it's their defensive line that really stands out. And the other thing, I want to see a full game with Ezekiel Payne the next time to take the field next Saturday for Fort Lewis. I want to see a full game of not Ezekiel Payne. Not the 10th, Payne, the 17th. Or the 17th, yep. my bad. Uh, on the 17th against Fort Lewis, I want to see a full game with Ezekiel Payne. I think they have some really good wide receivers. C.J. Sims is our turning our offensive player of the year. And I think Quavon Beckford, their number two receiver, is someone who can really break out as well. He was just stuck on the depth chart behind some really talented guys last year. So I want to see a full game with Ezekiel Payne and that passing attack just really unloaded on Cam somebody. Cam High as well contributes Thanks. both outside and in the slot. Final pick before we go in to break. In the third round, yeah. the boys are back on the clock. 26 okay. overall, Cor- Fred. Cor- Options. We got Nick Chubb again. Nope. Javante Williams again. Uh, I've never even heard of him. Debo Samuel still Ooh, sitting here. Hold up. Usually I like to go running back early. No, but if we, we go up to 20 seconds. If we go Debo Samuel, then we can bring on Tracy Sandler more often for our 49er updates. You got yourself a deal. I just clicked on Debo Samuel. Let's go. Let's go. Van, I like your team so far. I love my it's, team. So it's our team. Good. I mean, it's, it's, uh, we're out. Yeah, we're, we're, we're a team. We're co- oh, oh. co-managers. I didn't I didn't realize yeah. y'all were co-managers. We're well, co-everything. The, the, the team <laughs> You're is co-everything. It's on brand for us to do this together. Gabe, right? Gabe okay. Myers of Las Vegas Optic, thank you so very much. We hope to hear from you regularly throughout the season. I hope to be on here regularly throughout the season. Whenever we get back, Coach Hudson will join us, and I'm going to go break the news to Vernon that he got bumped to 615. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Come armchair quarterback with the opening drive. Weekday mornings starting at 7 on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Program live from Howie Sportsbook, 1500 Montgomery Boulevard. The Celebrity Fantasy League draft is under the way. Coach Hudson will join us soon. All right, right. Since, since we left you, Albuquerque, right after our third pick of Debo Samuel, Let's this go. is the way it goes. Vernon goes Travis Etienne Jr. Well, of course he does. With the 27th right, reach. pick. He is wearing an Etienne jersey right oh, now. Okay. So surprise, surprise, <laughs> took him early. Fred Giggs and his analytical assassins take Mark Andrews with the 28th pick. The tight end. All the way, the birthday boy all the way from Vegas takes Nick Chubb with the 29th pick. He's going to get a team of fouls. Bethany, I'm kind of jealous of this pick. I wanted to take it, but you're leaning heavy on Debo. Bethany takes Javante Williams. I've never even heard of him. the Denver Broncos. It's his second year. Okay, sounds new. Joining us on the program, friend of the show, head coach of the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys, Coach Ron Hudson. Welcome, Coach. Thank you. Sounds like I'm interrupting some hot draft picks here. Well, we're having some fun out here, brother. (laughs) Gabe Myers just joined us, and he made mention as we were talking about the game this past Thursday that it was the largest crowd he thought he had ever seen for a sporting event in the city of Las Vegas. Coach, how's that make you feel? Fantastic. I tell you what, really, really honored and blessed. You know, there's this, this is a great town. There's great people here. And for them to come out and support us like that is, is humbling. It, it's fantastic. Coach, what part of that, you know, the support of the community, do you think that it has to do with you supporting the community as well? You and the squad are uh-huh. out there doing every little thing in the community. Do you feel like this is a back-and-forth reception? I, I hope it is. I think it is. That I mean, you know, there's, 
you know, there's a lot of growth to be had by doing something for somebody else, by helping others. There's a lot, you know, you, you grow in so many ways. So, so it's not, it's not a selfish act when, when these guys go out and go into schools, or when they go out and they sandbag, or, you know, they, they go out and they do, they do things in the community to try to help others. But, uh, but I, ideally you'd like to think that these people, you know, they, they don't just see us as a jersey, but when they see us out there and they see, they see Travis, you know, and they see Josh Cooper and they see Gage, you know, and they see Ben and, and those guys, and they see them as human beings with a smile on their face. And, and they see these guys coming out and working and sweating side by side with people in the community. They get to know them as people and they get to know them as friends. And so now they're invested. And so I think it's a natural byproduct of just investing in the community, them investing back in us. So I, I'm, I, I couldn't be prouder of our guys for, for what they're doing in the community. Uh, you know, if that had a small part to do with, with the community coming out and investing in us, that's even better. But, uh, but you know, I, I do know that we, we, we haven't, there's, there's great intention. We intend to go out and help in this community because we want to make a difference. And, uh, and I do think, I, I think the community realizes that and real, they got a chance to see we got great kids. So for that reason, I do think they're saying, you know what, let me go see these guys play on Thursday night. Coach, speaking of last Thursday night, the Greyhounds came to town, and it was a heck of a back and forth. And aside from maybe two drives, it was a, it was about as evenly matched as I think I've seen a collegiate football game all my entire broadcasting career. It was your first head coaching uh, opportunity ever at the collegiate level. Talk me through the emotion of the day, Coach. Talk to me about making your debut as a head football coach collegially. You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I, again, I keep saying these words because because they're the only thing that they have. I, I'm, I was humbled. Uh, I was honored. Uh, you know, it's being a head coach. My, having coached 35 years, I have great respect for head coaches. And so to to been given the opportunity to be the head coach here in January was a blessing. And, you know, every, we rolled up our sleeves when we went to work. And I'll be honest with you, you know, every every bit of our work was was designed towards Thursday night. But, you know, you're, when you're when you're in the middle of it and you're recruiting and you're coaching and you're and you're you're making sure guys are going to study hall and going to class and and you got guys going out to help in the community you know all those things are going on uh it's easy to kind of lose sight of the fact that hey the clock's ticking and, and there's somebody coming so you know we had we had we had great opportunities to practice for that game uh and so you know it was a lot of fun to coach but that game itself itself was special it, and it was amazing and man it went fast i mean it just it's it's amazing you know that day went so fast where it was like you know it was here in the morning and i couldn't wait for the day to come i couldn't wait for it to come couldn't wait to put the suit on and got the suit on we went to pregame meal and man things just went they went like clockwork they were very smooth but i looked around like wow this, this thing's going fast and you know and it's so it, it was it was awesome it was awe-inspiring it went fast uh you know i had to catch my breath a couple of times because things were happening really fast uh it, I, I was proud of our staff i thought our staff did a tremendous job uh, you know, uh, during the game of making some adjustments and doing some things. I thought we settled our team down there at the end of the second quarter, got a drive, put points on the board, went at halftime, made more adjustments, came out, put another drive together, put points on the board again. So I was happy with our adjustments, um, but we played a good football team, you know, and uh, so that was part of the challenge too, and that's part of what makes this so special is it's, we're not just doing it against the blackboard. We're doing it against somebody else who's got moving parts, and they're thinking, and they're adjusting as well. And so 
we adjusted, they made adjustments, and, and then we didn't handle those adjustments for about a half a quarter. And it took us a little while to settle down again, and we started moving the ball again and doing things. So it was fun. It, it felt natural in the moment, but there were, there were probably half a dozen times where I'm like, wow, you're the head coach here. So it was, you know, that was, it, this is your decision. This is your call. And it was awe-inspiring. Um, you know, it, 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 I felt right. I felt at home in the moment. But, uh, but man, it went fast. And, and the cool part is we get to now, after the game, you know, the, the scoreboard didn't end the way we wanted it to end. But, uh, you know, our, our, our gauge, our scale, the way we measure ourselves uh, is solely partly about the scoreboard. There's so many things that we measure that aren't scoreboard related. Our, our effort, our hustle, our attention to detail. And we were, we were a long way off from that. And that's, a lot of that's coaching. We've got to do a better job of making sure our guys are paying attention to detail and doing all the little things right all the time. So we've got our work cut out for us. Luckily for us, you know, after that game, we've got some time now. We have we, we were on a Thursday, so we had three extra days, and then we've got a full week off. So we had a long time to, to, to get guys healthy, to regroup, to watch this film, and then get out and get better at the little things before we have to play Fort Lewis. I told the kids the last couple of days, the next three days are not about our opponent. The next three days are about us getting better at playing the game of football. And that's really what we did tonight. So I'm really proud of our guys. Coach, you just mentioned you got the week off before Fort Lewis comes to town the 17th. They're opening up their season this weekend. And in that week off, you're not actually taking it off. You partner with Pink Warrior House on a big project this Sunday. Yeah, we do. Well, you know, it's that's something that you know I, I've said before is near and dear to my heart. Uh, you know, the, the 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 concept of a women's clinic is is is, is a fun event. Uh, normally, it's in July, but we had an open week, so we thought it'd be a, a neat idea to do it during our open week. Uh, so we partnered with Pink Warrior House, uh, a, a nonprofit that that supports women fighting breast cancer. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not sure there, there's a, there's a there's a group more deserving out there. When you when you talk to Miss Allison and and the people that are working there. Uh, I mean, they're working their tail off to help women. And uh, when they when they told us their story and they told us their plan and what they were doing, we just, as a, as a as a football staff and as a football team, we decided we had to go be part of that. We had to go support them. And this is a great day. So this Sunday from four to seven, we're going to get together there in Albuquerque at the Pink Warrior House, and we're going to have a women's clinic. It's called the Pink Warrior Women's Clinic, and we're going to talk football. It's just it's just our football staff. There'll be a few players there, and there'll be only women in the audience, and we're talking in football with women we want to we want to encourage them to be more involved in the sport uh we want to give them an opportunity to ask questions and be involved uh without without uh you know somebody else maybe being judgmental of, of their their level of knowledge of the sport so get them in there and talk football and have a bunch of fun i think it'll be an amazing evening i think it'll be a lot of fun and i think it's going to be raising money for a tremendous cause something that i i said you know we we we'd sell lollipops we do whatever whatever we can do to help this cause because nice. I think the Pink Warrior House is an amazing organization, and I think they're doing great things, and we want to be part of it. Coach, you get any feedback on that broadcast of the game, like best broadcaster in the league? And- uh. What's up? That, you know what? You know what? There was, you know, there's, there's, there's MVP and that kind of stuff, and yep. there's MVB, most valuable broadcaster. Thank you. And I think, yeah. I think it was they're, they're, they're going for the season, but they have a weekly nominee, and I believe your broadcast was, was the weekly nominee this week. It was amazing. 
<laughs> How much that cost you, Fred? 20 bucks, 40 bucks? I'll, I'll donate anything <laughs> to pay more. <laughs> Coach Hudson, you're the best. Thank you for taking the time with us. And I know we're going to have you on regularly throughout the season. Tough opener for the Cowboys, but Eastern really brought it, did the Greyhounds. Cowboys hope to rebound on the 17th against Fort Lewis. Anything we missed, Coach? Uh, just we, we all know we don't have to do this. We get to do this. We're blessed to. It was a great opportunity. Aww. It was a great evening, a great event. Hopefully we get a chance to get those people come on out again and watch us play, support these guys, and we're going to have a fun time on the 17th. Thank you, Coach. Thank you very much. Thanks, Coach. What a good dude. Man, that energy. I'm amped right now. Recap the picks. Well, the boys in okay. the fourth round. All right. Usually I don't do this. Is that our team name, the boys? With just the boys okay. so far. B-O-I-S? You know it. All B-O-I-S, right. baby. I usually don't do this in fantasy drafts, mm-hmm. but strictly. By the way, you didn't you didn't consult with me on this. Well, you were too busy interviewing Coach Hudson. Okay. So I had to take, it, uh, take my confidence upon myself yep. here on this one. So uh, at the fervent. Weird word. <laughs> the, the fervent indications of our savant. Ryan Ramirez, the boys take Lamar Jackson in the fourth round. <sighs> if he's going to have the MVP year that Ryan Ramirez says he is, I want to buy stock. I told you. I want to buy stock in that. Hey, off-air stuff right now. Hey, and then we got DK Metcalf. So win-win. I did, That's a good First of all, around. no one's throwing DK Metcalf the ball. And I did ask told you, with the last overall pick, we are taking Marcus Mariota from the Falcons. Why did you waste a quarterback here? We, we could use a third stringer. Okay, done yeah. with that. Whenever we get back, David Carl is joining us in the New Mexico United, and he's going to he's gonna make me not be so mad at him about this El Paso thing this past weekend. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Now, now betting for the, for the sports, sports animal, animal. Your, your afternoon, afternoon drive. drive. Number, Number two, two, men on, Van Nunley and, and Fred, Fred Slow. Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Thank you so much. The current play-by-play is me holding my headset wire and my cell phone charger up over the head of my favorite bartender, Ann. Uh, why would you go and do a thing like that? She was... Uh, Providing libation. Ah, that's a really good reason. All right, recap where we're at, man. All right, the boys got a little wraparound pick here as uh, we went first overall with Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Then we're a bit in here now, so we went. uh, I like the upside of this guy. Who? I've been buying in on these shares. All right. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I don't even know who that is. He's the running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Priest Holmes, not available? From LSU. It's not a good time to be from LSU. No. But he's very talented. No. Okay. No. Also, we got the, if he's healthy, he's the best receiver in football. Okay. Michael Thomas. Not related to Michael Thomas Coffee Who's here in the Albuquerque. Ball? So I'm looking at our... Jameis looking- Winston and his recently lasix eyeballs. Yeah, he should be good now. He can see now. He can see. He can see all those he's been blind. Huh? He's been blind all these years. Just kind of crab legs, free 99. Joining us on the program, a uh, hater, David Carl. <laughs> Who is, by the way, on the clock. Known <laughs> hater. <laughs> of the New Mexico United, who took a tough L this weekend against my uh, life rival, El Paso. God, I hate him so much. 2-1 at home. 
How was the lab this weekend, Dave? Uh, rocking. Uh, a little over eleven thousand there, uh, right around eleven thousand. Yeah. I think it was just under eleven thousand, ten nine. Uh, it was a great time. Uh, obviously, the result didn't go the way we want, but we had a ton of offensive production, producing Duh. chances. Duh. The, twenty. You had twenty shots on goal. You peppered it. So there's a stat in soccer. It's called XG, expected goals, uh, and that is. Exactly what it sounds like. The amount of goals you're expected to score based upon the play, yes. putting the balls in the box. Uh, I'm 15 seconds for my pick. I'm going to take Darnell Mooney real quick, and then I'm going to take another pick. Who's Darnell? <laughs> my receiver for the Bears. Come on, man. Okay. They don't He's know. the only man standing in the Bears' offense. How long do it's you not think? not that bad of a pick. Speaking of standing, can Rex Grossman still be vertical with that shady offensive line? Rex Grossman's still in the league? I <laughs> Just give me my hot takes. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> cool story, bro. Kyle Orton still doing well out there, or he Purdueing it. Um, uh, but anyway, expected yeah. goals. Uh, it's it's the amount of goals you're expected <laughs> to score based upon the the balls you put in the box, the how you play, all that kind of stuff. Cut that off. Uh, nice. Zero point five for El Paso. Two point four three for New Mexico. United. That's it. All things consider we should have absolutely smoked them we just need to finish better is really what it comes down to two, just need to finish better two one the visitors came to town and it was an l for the home team and you guys are kind of in that that right there spot at the end of the season with only a couple home games left to where points would go a long way at sure. this point in the year How's the, how's the outlook looking for the playoffs, Dave? How are the United lining up for the postseason? Yeah, right now in fifth in the Western Conference, which is well within the postseason. Obviously, we want to host a playoff match. That's the big thing. We Duh. need to get to number four. Uh, we've never hosted a playoff match in our, our short history, uh, but we're hoping to do that this year. We've got There's a big game going on tonight, uh, LA Galaxy 2. Uh, we need them to lose tonight, which would help us get our magic number down to single digits, down to nine to clinch a postseason berth. So that would be huge for us when we're watching that match tonight. But, uh, yeah. Looking to host a postseason match. That's that's the biggest thing. And we need Sacramento to lose a match. We need us to win a match. We're right there on it. We're, we're literally a point or two points out of that fourth spot. It's right there for the taking. We just got to go do it. We're at RGV this coming Saturday. One single solitary point. There it is. Behind Sacramento. Do you, still got, do you guys got the same amount of matches left? Uh, I think they've got one more than we do. Okay. So we need them to drop points. We need some help. So even with the L, you didn't drop any. We're still the same distance behind Sacramento, but you're saying they have one more game to go. They've got what's called a match in hand, right? They've got one one extra match to play, but it also gives them more opportunities to lose matches, right? So we just need to go out there and take care of business. Like I said, at RGV this coming week, it's a match that we have every right to go out there and hopefully take three points on. We've done really well on the road this year, Road Warriors. Uh, hoping to do that uh, throughout the rest of the season. We've only got two home matches left in the regular season, October 5th, October 15th. Everything else the rest of the way is on the road. Dev came into the game at the very end, and the crowd went bonkers. As they should. Like, what's it like having someone who's such a huge fan favorite that you know everyone's going to get behind and yeah. cheer for? And just the amazing story, too. Yeah, he's a living legend in New Mexico, right? I mean, born and raised in Albuquerque, went to El Dorado High School, went to UNM. Came here, was the first signing in the club's history, scored the first goal, scored the first playoff goal, scored the first Open Cup goal. I mean, the man is a legend. When it, you hear New Mexico United, he's the first person you think of. Right. Uh, so having him around is is incredible, and getting him some time on the pitch is incredible. And when he comes on, his hold-up play is absolutely fantastic. He's a guy who can receive the ball. 
you know, top of the box and find space, find players, find those outlets, and put guys in positions to score goals. He was phenomenal uh, on Friday, and he'll be phenomenal going forward. Joining us on the program, David Carl, who is kind of like the uh, jack-of-all-trades over there at the United. We know him best for media relations. All right, here's the here's the question, Dave, about, as far as United fandom and as far as supporting the team. When they're on the road, when, how, do, how do the boys feel the support in the four of the remaining, is it six or four, three or five? Four of the remaining six. Of the four of the remaining six, how do the boys feel the support of the friends of the show? How do they feel the support of the supporters when they're away? What is the best outlet? Yeah, it's a lot harder to do when they're on the road, right? Obviously, yeah. when you're at home, you buy tickets, right? You come out, support them, get loud, all that kind of stuff. But you're on the road. I think I think a big part of it is, is obviously, you tune into the matches and then get loud on social media, right? Oh, my God, that Devin Sandoval goal was incredible. Yeah. They see those things. I think people forget that these right, athletes, whether it's right. soccer, football, baseball, whatever it is, they're people, right? And and they 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 see these things, good or bad, uh, sometimes. And and you know it means a lot to them to see New Mexico's behind them. And and we've been so fortunate to have supporters, fans in this state that they support this club not because you know they want to win, or although that's certainly part of it, but because. It's New Mexico's team, and, and that's what we care about. We will be hosting the viewing party this Saturday night as New Mexico United goes to Rio Grande Valley to play the Toros. We will be at Hollow Spirits for that. Yeah, baby. So that will be very good. So I think we, I might come out to that one. There boys. we go. Okay. I mean, nice. so now Dave is hosting the watch party. Well, get, no, we will we'll handle it. You just I'll buy you a drink. I'll buy one drink. All right, that's fair. And then that's the energy I need. A drink. From I, I mean, at that point, so I will cheap. be uh, I'll be getting real close to one and zero in our fantasy league here. So, so <laughs> nice. So you took Mooney with your first turnaround. Who'd you get? Uh, who'd you get after that? Uh, give me a second. I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, Adam Thielen. Because okay. it's, it's 2008. So smart. Yeah. So smart. <laughs> he's still he's yeah. still alive, and he's still playing really no, good, good football. This, here's the thing. There's only one other offensive weapon in Minnesota. He's gonna, he's Obviously, he's wide receiver, too, there. Yeah. But that's okay. it. That's all I got. So Dalvin Cook fans should just forget Dal- about it. Dalvin's all right. The, well, here's my they're thing. They're going to throw the ball a lot. They're going to Min- throw the ball a ton. Minnesota's got a chance if they just stay away from the boats. No party boats. That's... Fair. That's a pretty good reason. I, I think Kirk Cousins so, is an underrated quarterback this year. And he's gonna I have no trade bait. You're allowed to be wrong. For Philly fan David Carl okay, here. Okay, yeah. Nelson as, Aguilar. As my wraparound. <laughs> no went, Philly fan wants Nelson Aguilar. My wraparound went. Ours. Miles why Sanders. You, why are you not using plural Devontis possessive? The boys wraparound. Thank you. Is double eagle. Miles Sanders and Devonta Smith. Back Let's to back. go with Devonta. Cool. So if, you got, if you had AJ Brown, I might be interested. I got all your pieces. Yeah, <laughs> enjoy them. Hey, these are bench. These are bench players hey, now. Min, is Minshew still these available? Are all bench players. Can we get Minshew? Is he still out there? God, I wish. He's so good. How do you feel as a Phillies fan? Because you're like a dyed in the wool Phillies fan. Oh yeah. How do you feel as a Philly fan knowing that your better quarterback is on the bench? His better quarterback is on the bench. Yeah. Oh, that's not true. Better, better flow certainly. Better haircut. That's, Jalen Hurts is going to compete for the MVP this year. I'll bet you any amount of money you want. He'll be in the top five in MVP voting. I'll bet you any amount of money you want. Well, what does being in the top five even mean? MVP voting. Top five MVP, MVP voting. At Who the end votes of the year. on that? AP? I think it's AP. I'm AP. That doesn't even count. Cool, Adrian Peterson? <laughs> well, then I no longer want to vote. <laughs> I no longer want to bet with you because you can impact, impact the results of that yeah. vote. Garner Minshew. You got to pay, pay for these votes. Is going to go down in the history as the most generational player to never get a shot. You know, he's just too far he's out the there. The next man. Ryan Fitzpatrick. I, re- I really like Gardner Minshew. He's a great backup quarterback. Jalen Hurts is a, is a top tier quarterback in this. Game. <sighs> it's going to take one weird, unnecessary scramble, and Jalen Hurts is going to catch a 
hit that he shouldn't have caught when he's too close to out of bounds because he thought he could get an extra yard. We've got a real good O-line. We finally have a number one receiver. Yeah. Jalen Hurts is going to be an MVP top five candidate. I, I promise you, you that. You think A.J. Brown's a number one wide receiver? Absolutely. A.J. Brown no. is a deep threat. A.J. Brown is one of the best yak receivers in the league. What is Absolutely. It? It's obviously going to be the MVP of the league. Ryan Ramirez told us. I drafted him just now. Lamar Jackson is going to be the MVP. Duh. Lamar Jackson's wonderful quarterback. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was going to be Aaron. As as Jalen Hurts. I, I thought it was going to be Aaron Rodgers again. Until I drafted Lamar, and now it makes way more sense at Lamar Jackson. Do you, yeah, guys, you picked, of course. That yeah. would make Do you guys try to suspend your fandom when you're doing your fantasy team? Yeah. I, I rarely, honestly, I rarely draft Eagles. I rarely do. Um, because here's the garbage thing. for so long. <laughs> <That's what laughs> no, if you, if you really take the time to think about it, like I'm going to be pulling for them no matter what. I might as well like have some sort of ancillary benefit S- when they spread lose. Spread it out because right? they will. They disappoint me every yeah. year. So I might as well just not have all my eggs in that basket. You've been watching Hard Knocks. I haven't watched Hard Knocks. No. So you know it's about Deuce Staley only, right? Love Deuce Staley. It's literally the whole show. He's, he deserves to be a head coach. It's well, he's definitely the leader of this team. Yeah. Yes, it's it's the thing that's made Hard Knocks most watchable this year mm. is Deuce Staley telling people how he loves them or telling people how he hates them, and it's equally passionate both ways. When when Doug Peterson left and went to Jacksonville, and I love Doug Peterson, I thought Deuce Staley should have been the head coach of the team. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy with what we got, but I love Deuce Staley. I think Deuce Staley is an emotional leader. I think he's a leader of men. I, I really like Deuce Staley, and I think, he, I think he deserves to be a head coach in this league. Fan, run down the picks for us. So let's see here. Let me get caught up. All right. Fantasy adjacent must be happy with their team because they have left the draft. <laughs> since, <laughs> since we got Devonta Smith yes. with a 98th pick. Who's basically a steel, punt returner. He's a punt steel, returner by the only. Way. Uh, the wraparound 100 and 101 goes Corderell Patterson. Oh, okay. And where'd you go? It's it's getting a little dicey. So as far as Atlanta goes, there's only two guys you can get, he and the quarterback, who I thought we were taking last overall in Marcus Mariota. Kyle Pitts is a stud. Who got Kyle Pitts yeah, this year? He's still available. He's a freaking tight nah, he No, he went third round probably. David Carl. I'm that, on the clock. That's all right, here we go. In real time, David Carl selects with the 108th pick, round nine. We're going to do this real slow just to drag it out. That's deserved. Hey, we got to run commercials, David. Pick your freaking pick. (laughs) I got 40 (laughs) seconds, man. I mean, I got 40 seconds of filler. Yeah, there you go. Keep going. What's the rest of his team look like, man? I'll tell you what he needs. Let's pull up old DC right here. He's got a quarterback yet? Yeah. All right. So knowing him, it's Jalen Hurts. It's not. There's only so much talent in the so, league. So, David Carl, yeah. uh, your favorite quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, is leading his team. Wide receivers, Keenan Allen and T. Higgins, pretty strong work. All right. Running backs, DeAndre Swift, Saquon Barkley. And in the flex, he has Cam Akers and Darnell Mooney. So, he needs a kicker is what I'm hearing. And he just, just drafted and, a tight end. And he just stole our next tight end. So Who, who is that? Cole Komet. Who? Exactly. All right, I'm, all, I'm all in on the Bears this yeah, year. Yeah, you love you some Bears this year. All right, well, it's... I didn't mean to. That's... <laughs> no one ever does. On the block, uh, Colcom who? Cole Komet. Cole right. Komet. Never heard of him in my life. That's the, uh, the uh, Mayan god of fire, Cole Komet. Ah, there we go. I remember Cole that yeah. from Legends of yes. the Hidden Temple. I'm playing, fire. <laughs> playing with fire this year, boys. David Carl, you're the absolute best. Um, I'm not mad about the El Paso thing. I am. I'm just disappointed. I'm both. Yeah. 
Whenever we get back, more two men on live from Howie Sportsbook, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Come hang out with your boys. I know some friends of the show are here. We're going to laugh with the after the show as we're doing the friend of the show draft. Also, Vernon Koontz will be joining us after the break as we're going to talk about his upcoming program on the weekends here on the Sports Stoked for Very that. Very stoked for that. Hey, do you like sports? Yes. You should listen to Vernon's show. Uh, if you like sports, <laughs> you're not currently listening. You're not a part of this one. Dave, anything we missed? Uh, no. Thanks for having me on, guys. Uh, Saturday night, New Mexico United take on RGV. Looking forward to it. Watch on ESPN+. Plus. Join us at Hollow Spirits as we'll be hosting the watch party. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Jeff Symbiana and J.J. Bond. Wake up with the opening drive on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Back on the program, back live from... Howie Sports Page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard, Northeast. Come hang out with your boys, the intersection of Montgomery and Tramway. Yeah, Joining baby. us on the program, Vernon Coons. Vernon, welcome. What hey, up? How you guys doing? Doing good, brother. Glad you're here. What's the name of your team? What's the name of my team? Yeah. Chocolate Thunders. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, sir. Stupidest thing I've ever heard. So it's, well, how's the draft looking, man? Where are we at? Okay, let's see. The boys, their last two selections... We threw up a couple tight end Hail Marys. Why? Because we didn't get one earlier. That's, what do you, you're we not got, even we got, the, we got the wildly overrated but possibly rated Pat Freermuth. Never heard of him. From the Steelers. Very talented kid. Right. Very talented well, kid. Reach. Yeah. And then we went uh, tight end. We went uh, Albert Akwegabanam. Twice now? Which what? I'm pretty sure... I don't know what that was. Is it's, Michael Oonmawanui not available anymore? Is he out of the league? Well, Akwigabunanam, uh-huh. um, his talent <laughs> is being on the Broncos. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's definitely the tight end for the Broncos this year. Hmm. So that's nice. Daniel Fells get traded to the Seahawks, and then you went with Michael Aquanaquam. Something like an Aquabanam. Oh, okay. Something like an Aquabanam. Uh, I see what he did there. there. Yeah, I see what he did there. Or, or maybe it's a Aquabanam. I'm going to go with the first one. The first yeah, one? Like the first one's better? One. The LL. Okay. You can't go wrong with LL. Okay. Vernon Coons joining us, who you know is the hype man for the Duke City Gladiators for so very many years. But now I know is having conversations about host of weekends here on the sports animal. Yeah. Nothing solidified yet, but just put a little pressure on he to be a part of it. Vernon, oh, yeah. how are you? How's the sports world? Hey, it's going good, man. Uh, staying busy. Um, doing a lot of MMA fights recently. Right how now. is that? Man, that yeah. is... All I got to say is it's completely different from watching it on TV. Yeah. Being there ringside, of course, because I got to sit ringside because I got to get in and out of the cage. Um, it's it's intense, man. You hear those punches, those kicks. It, it gets intense. What is uh, what, what show have you done recently? Um, I did the Fight World 25. At, that was a big one. Uh, that was the big one. Yeah. Um, that was about two weekends ago. And there was some good fights. There was about 11 fights on that card, counting the main event. Um, there was a couple knockouts. I don't think there was any. There was one tap out, but there was some TKOs and some KOs. It was it was kind of a wild night. It was it was some good fights. So there was two female fights on that card. So that was fun. Sure. One of them was really 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 bloody. I mean, it was, <laughs> yeah. yeah. As I was getting into the ring, you I know, just, to I make the announcement, like twenty jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I just, 
Right. Yeah. As okay. I'm getting into the ring um, to announce the winner, um, I'm just hoping because I'm wearing a nice suit. I'm hoping <laughs> that she doesn't leak all over the suit, and I'm like, oh man, that door is not too wide. So was that the Jessica Pool Carissa Bueno match? No. Um, it was the that 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 one was good. That one was good. Um, it was the other one. I can't remember the. Oh, Lisa uh, Melendez and Chelsea Collis. Chelsea Collis. Yeah. 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 Damn it. Chelsea to her to I, I gotta send some respect. She didn't quit. She didn't give up. But she t- she took a beating there. I mean, it went all three rounds. And I mean, that was I think that was the first fight after the first intermission. So the crowd was just nuts the rest of the night. And then I mean. Like I said, the whole night, the fights were awesome. They all went, most of them went the distance, which the crowd likes. So, Well, now one, isn't that one traditionally known for being, I don't even know what the weight classes are called, the, but traditionally the lighter weight guys, right? This is no, like, heavy um, to super heavy? There, there was. There was a couple heavyweight oh, okay. fights. There was a couple middle heavyweight, and then there were some lightweight fights or flyweights. There you go. Um, for the two girl fights, those were flyweights, um, but it, it, it was pretty even as far as the card goes. Vernon Coons joining us on the program. How are you feeling about your fantasy team? I'm not going to say anything. I'm just, uh, just going to talk on the scoreboard. I'm uh, going to talk on the scoreboard. Ooh, I won't be taking last. What do you got? Who, you got a quarterback yet? Who you got? Uh, who do I got? Let's see. See, that's what I'm saying. You guys don't even. You're, Justin Herbert. Come on. All right, so okay, that's strong work. Yeah, he's you're probably the best one. Probably the best Besides one. Besides Lamar Jackson, <laughs> of course. Well, the, are you talking about league MVP, Lamar Jackson? Yes, 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 yes. Uh, oh, breaking right. every breaking every record in the history of football, Lamar Jackson. Mm-hmm. That one. They're going to re- rename records, Lamar Jacksons. Yeah, okay. yeah. All who, right. who got the Lamar Jackson this year? Oh, okay. well, Lamar Jackson yeah, again. Of course he did. The boys. He's still playing. Yeah, every the boys he's still playing. Oh. The boys. <laughs> You're really entwined in the, this MMA world here. What do you, what is it about Albuquerque that like just loves them some combat sports? Man, I, I think it goes back to uh, uh, Bones Jones being uh, training here. Um, uh, just, Jack, just, Jackson Wink is a different energy. It is. Yeah, yeah it we, is. And I feel like when when the crowds go to MMA fights, uh, we had the bare knuckle here what a week ago. Yeah. And I heard that went really well. I was able to watch some of it. But I just feel like this is just a combat state. It's just what people like. They like that entertainment side of it. Um, I know with the fight worlds, all three one, all three fights that I've done that I've ring announced for have sold out. So, I mean. Nice. And that's been in the last year. I've done about three in the past year. So, I think there's another one coming up in November, but I'm not too sure. Bare Knuckle 28 was at the Rio Rancho Event Center. That was. And it was an absolute banger. I know I, I wasn't there in person, but the my understanding was this is, like, more attuned to what <clears throat> MMA or UFC was, like, kind of in its beginning, like in its infancy where it was, hey, I mean, although weight classes are a little more aligned here, but guys can kind of just go at it in a, circle, in a certain way. And to me, um, although I don't get it, I think I respect it as a sport, but I, I don't know if I'd call it art the way I would call baseball. Uh, definitely that. You know, these, these athletes deserve your praise. They deserve your attention. What they're doing, it's like not only is it one of the most athletic things you could do, but also their friggin' lives are on the yes, line. Yes, there's 100% yes. that. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, I mean, like I said, being around these last three fights that I've done, being around the fighters backstage – Seeing the preparation um, between the diet, the meal plans, the conditioning, the training. I mean, these guys and girls take it very, very serious because you can get hurt in there. And, I mean, I have seen 
out of those three fights, I've seen guys and girls get pretty banged up. And, I mean, like I said, you have to have that proper training, that nutrition, the cardio, everything ties into that. And most of these guys and girls are trying to take that next level, whether it's, you know, bare knuckle or whether it's UFC or LFC. They're trying to get to that next level, and you got to start, you know, with your amateur fights and got to prove yourself. When we're talking combat sports, we're always talking fringe of the show, and that includes Catherine Lindemuth, who, what, two weeks ago, three weeks ago? Three weeks ago. Oh, my God, time flies. Beat up Amanda Lovato, and you were there for that. I was ringside. Yeah, talk a little bit about her. Talk a little bit about how she's able to make what has been like a really quick adjustment to the world of combat sports. Um, with her, I, I, she just she doesn't give up. She trains her tail off. Um, her conditioning these last couple fights um, has. That, I think that's just what's taken her over the top. Mm-hmm. Her opponents just can't contend with her um, when it comes to the conditioning side of it. Um, like I said, she has heart. She doesn't give up, and she sticks to her game plan. That's probably been the well, biggest thing. And I don't even know how to really ask this. So I'm gonna just put it out there and you, however you interpret it but i think the consensus was from like the world of mma and combat sports is that lovato was kind of favored but not just kind of like heavily favored mm-hmm. so was. was that like a motivator for linda Muth? is she aware of like kind of the world and the conversation around it or did she stay in a tunnel she she i would say it, it's it's split um i think she does listen to a little bit of it and that drives her or, and motivates her yeah um, her coach, uh, Coach Professor Anthony Rosales, um, he does a good job of keeping her grounded. Um, we all do. We all try to, you know, because I hold mitts yeah. as well. Um, but she does a good a good job of staying grounded and making sure she stays within herself. Um, I think that's the biggest thing is a lot of fighters, something doesn't go right in the first minute, they come out of their game plan, and then that's when they bad things happen. She stays in her game plan. She's confident in herself, and she knows what will work and what won't work. So, Stay grounded and stay pounded. Boom. Okay. Grounded and pounded. I think that's yeah. what they say, right? Is that, is that what they say? <laughs> Tell us a little more uh, about your show. What can the friends of the show, loyal listeners, expect coming up? Man, I, I'm, I'm definitely excited about the opportunity. Um, it'll be Saturday mornings. I want to talk about it all, man. Uh, of course, NFL. I'm a big-time NFL fan. Um, go Jags. Right. Okay, gross. Yeah. yeah see, I, I had to throw that in there. I knew he was going to say that. I mean, I'm but a, here's I'm a the thing. I'm a here's guy. the thing. But if we traded for Gardner again <laughs> and got him back, <laughs> yeah. would he be a Jags fan? This, oh, of course. Yeah. Of I'm course trying to still see? be a yeah, Jags exactly. fan. I just got hurt. Okay? I mean, he's got a Jags <laughs> jersey. I got well, a shir- does that make on. you a fan? You know what? I'm going to ask him this. Do you have a pair of jorts? Me? Of course not. Oh, but I will. You can't be a Gardner fan if you don't have yeah, a pair of jorts. Somebody hand me some scissors. Hey, who's who's the real Gardner fan? I'm yeah. literally wearing jorts. See? Right now. There you go. Yeah. See, Vernon, See? ridiculous mustache, <laughs> jorts, Vernon killer I, hair. Vernon and I played in a like a flag football game with like uh, Tim Keller, like yeah. a bunch of the gladiators. Where we're, oh yeah, or, or, and Vernon and I are the only two guys in Jaguars gear. Yep. And we're like, what are we doing here? Yep. Like we and I've been a Jaguars guy since Shot Khan voted no against the Rams leaving St. Louis. That, to me, was the, okay, like, Shad's got my back. He's a University of Illinois guy. By the way, he hates St. Louis because they wouldn't allow him to buy the Rams. He should have been able to before he bought the Jacks. I remember that. The guy's loaded. Stupid loaded. Yeah, yeah. He's got it all. How are are your boys going to finish in Jacksonville this year? And also, is Lawrence as bad as Van says he is? Van doesn't know what he's talking about with that. Yeah, um, first off, <laughs> what he's doing is called projecting. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big sunshine guy. This yeah. one, I, I so know much. he is. I know he's still hurt about Gardner. I yeah, get it. Been hurt. I think we 
I think the division is wide open. I'm not going to say that it's ours, but I think this year it's wide open. I, I don't – the Colts, I want to see how Wentz does. Okay. You know, um, Tennessee, the – you saw the key to beating them last Matt year. Matt Ryan in Indianapolis. What's gone? The Titans. I yeah. mean, you just – I feel like if uh, – yes, of course, it's hard to stop Derrick Henry. But if you contain him, I mean, you saw that in the playoffs. They, they didn't know what to do. Yeah, if, he doesn't, if you keep him under 100 yards a game, you have a shot. Is well, it easy? No. Tennessee losing their best wide receiver yep. to the bottom AJ of the Brown. barrel, Philadelphia Eagles. Who is it? Are they in the YMCA league? Or I don't, are they in the <laughs> I know they did open tryouts. They just did open tryouts, and they hey. signed a guy named Papali. Vince Papali. Yeah, I think he's pretty good. Uh, Marky, Marky Mark? Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Marky Mark. Yeah, Mark. Should, yeah, be, yeah, sure. should be a pretty good and, player. And green, and green man. <laughs> Marky Vernon, Marky. you're the best. We're excited uh, for the opportunity to work alongside you for a long time to come. Thank Anything you. we missed, brother? That's it, man. I'm excited about the opportunity. I love it. love everything about it. When we get back, 30 minutes of the program's left, and we got a bunch of on the docket, man, so we're going to just jump through them. Also, the friends of the show. Do some rapid fire. Showing up for the friend of the show draft, which is immediately following this broadcast. We're very excited for that. It's two men on live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We play on Team I-9. Start our days at the YMCA Central New Mexico. Spend our evenings at Hollow Spirits. And the weekend is for New Mexico's Vodka, Teller Vodka, Come hang out with us every Monday, including this one at Howie's Sports Page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard, the intersection of Montgomery and Tramway. They got the they got the screw and brew van. That's a shot in a beer, 750. I'm into that. Shot in a beer. They're basically giving it away. It's, thank you. I don't know what Bud Light Pitchers cost, but I know I got one. I you got a couple of them. Right, what's going on? Right, what's what's going on over here, man? 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Don't just friggin' sit there. Get in the game right now, right now at 888-922-0610. Joining us back on the program, David Carl. We're not talking United. We're talking the fantasy football draft. That's what's up. All right, Dave. The draft is completed. It is. All 12 teams are picked. And you have instantaneous breakdown, you said? I do. I have a uh, projected order finish based upon total points scored. And I would like, before we get into that, like to thank Van for using uh, Matt in 2002 for his draft strategy uh, going into yeah, this. Yeah, super so, smart. Yeah. The, their ratings are really accurate. I don't, get, <laughs> I don't get what the problem is here. All right, you want to go You want to go reverse order, 12 to 1? I do. Also, uh, Mark Bolger not available. Is that my understanding? Or he was yeah, there? yeah. Uh, well, he was, he was still available, but for some yeah. reason... Uh, you know, you went with Jay Feely ahead of him yeah, for some reason. He's a West that. Virginia guy. I thought you might like that one. Got a bulging disc, I believe. Ah. All right, so projected to finish in 12th, Dylan's dandy team with total <laughs> points of 956. So let me get this straight. When oh he took Cooper Cup number one, what he really did was he took last place. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty okay. much what we need. By the way, we need to figure out what the punishment will be for last place in this Yes, league. yes. Okay. That's yeah. more important than the winnings. We, we do need to agree upon this. Yeah, let me, let me uh, just uh, put some ideas out there. I'll, I'll, I'll do just about anything in that Goldilocks zone in between being wildly embarrassed and arrested. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, my projected uh, 11th, according to Fantasy Pros, with 986 points, Chocolate Thunders. Oh, oh, Vern. Projected 11. All right, Vernon Coons going to, yep, near the bottom. It, it, here's the thing. He's here's sleeping. He Preseason projections don't matter. End of the year matters. Yeah. There he is. Yeah, okay. there it is. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Uh, projected number 10, New Mexico run all over you with 1,006 total points. Okay, that would be Andres' auto-drafted team. Okay, so it is an Andres' video. Okay. 
Number nine, projected finish, fantasy adjacent, 1,024. Okay. That'd be Jared Hart. Project, yeah. No, that's – is that not uh, Bethany? Is, Beth, is Bethany uh, fantasy adjacent? I could no, be wrong. fantasy adjacent is Jared Hart. Program okay. director at KML. Right. Um, projected eighth place finish with a total of 1,056 points, the boys. Ah, uh, there's no okay. way. Okay, well, middle of the pack. There's We're in the mix no is what you're saying. We're in the mix. You are, you're not last. Yeah. Yeah. You're not second to last. No, no. Not even third to last. Yeah. Uh, projected seventh, Angry Goats with 1,066. Okay, who's that? You're asking who is, me? Who is Angry Goats? Who is Angry Goats? Oh, that's Doug. All right, Doug DeRocher from 99.5. Yes. Okay. Uh, projected sixth place finish with 1,085 analytical assassins. Okay, that's okay. Coach Fred Griggs. All right, I mean, it's... Projected fifth place, Albuck Kirky. I'm so brokes. That's a very clever name. That's very well done. <laughs> it took me a minute to get through that's it. That's Buck D, of Robert course. Buck D. Yeah. Gibson. Yeah. That is fifth place with 1,103 points. Okay. Just one point ahead of them. With 1,104 points in fourth place, Las Vegas football team. Oh, oh okay. Gabe. So there we go. Gabe Myers, the optic. So he's in the playoffs, according to you. He is. He okay. is. And then just eight points ahead of him, Bethany's rad team in third place with 1,112 team. All right. I believe that's Bethany. Yeah, that's. I believe that's yeah. uh, Bethany's team. Yeah. Is that Bethany, Bethany in the yeah. name? Yeah. No, that's Vernon. Vernon's oh, the big yeah, Bethany. Vernon is okay. Bethany's Vernon's rad. a big Bethany yeah. Miller fan. Got it. Yes. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Got it. I mean, how can yeah. you not be? She's no. wonderful. Well, and we've been saying She's this for lovely. years. Forget Brandon Ortega. Yeah. We get ours. No, well, number one, Van Tate, obviously. Yeah. And well, of then course. anyone else in the whole world. We should do sportscaster power rankings in, in Albuquerque. Okay. Number one. In. Very yeah. much Could in. create some hurt feelings. Yeah. There's no could about <laughs> it's it. It's going to. Would. Would. Yeah. All right. Second your, place your projection. Your ego is what got you there in the first place. <laughs> projected, yeah. uh, projected third, second place, excuse me, eight points ahead of Bethany. Stop grammar time with 1,120 points. Oh, okay. Okay. And then uh, projected first place finishers, boys. <sighs> With 1,149 points, a full 29 points ahead of second place. Oh, my goodness. Who drafted in the last position? Hertz Call Burt. Okay. Run by Mr. David Carl. That's me. Oh, that's me, guys. Oh I'm goodness. Okay. I am projected to win well, this let's, league. Let's take a look at this projected team. But as yeah. we heard earlier, it's yeah. not what the preseason projections sure, are. Sure, it's sure, it's sure. what happens so at the end of the year. Gabe Myers says the punishment for the last place team should be take – the SAT and have to score over a sixteen hundred. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> and if you the sixteen hundred is that a perfect score? <laughs> it's, it's, I mean, no. I didn't do well the first time to be very clear, but no, no, I was an ACT guy. Oh, okay, okay. In my my collegiate years, I was an I was a what did I get a twenty one on my ACT? So I think that's very middle of the road. So if yeah, you guys, you're quite you're quite average. So yeah, let's you're look very, at very very average. Let's look at the boys' drafts. According to Fantasy Pros, you had zero steals. Let's go with value picks. Value picks are are one round better than they should be. You had two value picks. Okay. Michael excellent. Thomas in the seventh round ah, and I Miles mean, Sanders in the eighth round. Ah, right, go. Go. Uh, as for, And then let's go to slight reaches, which is a round too early. You had one. Lamar Al- Jackson. Albert. Uh, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then do you, have any, do you have any reaches? No reaches, boys. No. No just, reaches. Just a round. Did we get Marcus Mariota? You do have Marcus Mariota. All right, let's that go. Was, that was Fred's that was your only stipulation. Yes, let's if go. we get Marcus Mariota with the last pick. He's there you in. go. Cool. Well, there's your analysis, boys. Give me your team. What is it? Uh, my team? Like the name of the team? No, well, I know the name of your team is Hertz Call Burt. You want my roster? Yeah, I need your roster. All right, okay. give me just a moment. I got it pulled up. You're All right, ahead. here we go. Deon- oh, you want to do it? Go no, ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You, you DeAndre talk. Swift. Pretty Saquon good. Saquon Barkley. I'm pretty good. Keenan Allen. T. Higgins. All right. Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Cam Akers. 
Darnell Mooney. Your Cam Akers pick was a steal, right? Mooney there. is That's a, a really reach. Good pick. Did that come up as reach? Mooney, Mooney came up as right as correct. Just okay. right, not a reach, not a not not okay. a steal. Uh, Adam Thielen, right. Daryl Henderson, it's good bench piece. Cole Komet, yeah, we're getting into bench here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chase Claypool, which I really like in the eleventh round. Right. Justin Fields, my backup QB. Mike Kosicki, so my backup bears. tight end. The whole thing is bears. Oh, I got three bears. <laughs> yes, yes. and so Romeo Dubes, by the way. I really like Romeo Dubes. Rookie, wide receiver out of Green Bay. I think he's going to be there. Wide receiver, too, and I got him in the last round. Thrilled with that pick. Today's There's I-9. your fantasy analysis yeah, we right got there. Got it broken down. Today's I-9 varsity is the I-9 varsity of fantasy footballers ever. Ooh, Whenever we get back. Okay. David Carley did very good today. Also, shout out to Chanel. Brought me my charger. Brought you your charger. Wouldn't be able to happen otherwise. So, She'll be my wife in three weeks. Hey, tri- hey. There we go. This is the best month of your life. Yeah, pretty much. Aside from taking the L to El Paso. Yeah, we can pretend Besides that didn't happen. That, yeah. The month starts on the 2nd, so we're good. That's that's how that works. Ah. And in, in when I want it to. Mm, I believe Bone Thug said it was 1st of the month. Mm. Well, I don't have an answer to that. Uh, we're going to start on the 2nd. Make <laughs> me miss my Uncle Charles every time you say that. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. Sports animal. Gotta be kidding me, dude. Jim f***ing Rowe. Dude, don't make me block you. Don't be the first. On 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. That's why it's Back on the program. Are we live, Michael? Did I jump it? My bad. I'm the worst. Oh, come on. Back live with it. Boys are live from Howie Sportsbook, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard, intersection of Montgomery and Tramway. Come hang out with your boys. We're doing the friend of the show fantasy draft immediately following this program. Today's I-9 Varsity in the traditional final spot, the I-9 Varsity of Fantasy Footballers van. Okay. Today's I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity of Fantasy Footballers. League Office 280 and I-9Sports.com, 505-312-4999. You want to lead or you want me to? Go ahead, brother. All right. The thing to me is you need guys that no one else knows about. Mm. Okay? Give me Jamal Lewis 2001. Smart. Jamal Lewis 2001 is on the list, okay? So he, playing then for the Baltimore Ravens, was taken in the middle round of every draft in the entire history of that year. And went for 2,000. That's a bunch. And a bunch of scores and did that thing as it was a defense that just whatever stopped all the time in the offense ran it because they were afraid to do anything else. So give me Jamal Lewis, man. That's a smart play. Yep. Uh, do you think anybody was playing fantasy in 1942? Um, no. Well, if they were, uh-huh. they should have picked Don Hudson. Because he had a monster season for the Green Bay Packers. Ron Hudson, who we had the that program earlier today. Average 30.1 points per game. In a season where the next highest performer was 14 points a game. This guy absolutely dominated the league. Mm -hmm. So if you can back to the future, Michael J. Fox style, go back in time, 1942 Green Bay Packers, pick off of that roster. Maybe Sean Alexander one year. Okay. (laughs) Pretty good. He's good. One time. One time. One time. One time. Now, give me Sean Alexander, who uh, has never really led in rushing yards, but he did it all purpose. And one year, if I recall, 1880 and like 30 tutties, 
So I had Sean. I'm mostly like, and also the theme here, which won't be really transparent, is I'm picking guys who help me win ships. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, these are guys I won ships with. Yeah, the obvious ones, you know, you're going to take at the top of the draft. Yeah. They're going to be worth a lot no matter what. Mm -hmm. But those mid-roundy boys. Right. Them sleeper boys. Right. I mean, that's, that's how you really get it done for the championship. Next on my I-9 varsity of fantasy studs. What do we call it? Fantasy studs? Is that what it is? Close enough. Close enough? Sweet. I'm going to go with Peyton Manning's next to last season. Mm-hmm. 55 touchdown passes. Pretty good. And then he absolutely fell off a friggin' cliff it's, the next year. He did not do well. He, when, when he was a stud, they just couldn't put it together in the playoffs. But when he was a shell of himself, they won the Super Bowl. So it's kind of hard to deal with, but give me... Peyton Manning's next to last season, coming off a neck surgery. Nobody thought he could do it, and boy, did he ever do it. As a St. Louisan natively, I took Marshall Falk every single year that I could take of Marshall course, Falk until Steven did. Jackson yeah. overtook Marshall Falk, uh -huh. and there was no reason to take Marshall Falk. I never won ships with Marshall Falk, but he was always my dude. Also, then he got into weird like domestic violence stuff, and I kind of gave up on him fan-wise. Okay, smart. Yep. Next on my I-9 varsity of fantasy studs, uh -huh. I'm going to go with the future MVP and our, for, and our quarterback mm -hmm. of the Burke's Finest Industry League, Lamar Jackson. Okay. No. Every day, he's, he's a friggin' cheat code. Uh -huh. Every year, he's a cheat code. He can play hurt. Even when Lamar Jackson misses two, three, four games a year, uh -huh. he's still the best fantasy quarterback. Sign me up on Lamar Jackson every year. Ronnie Brown for one game. Oh, my goodness. Okay. That's the whole breakdown. That's Just it? One game, he did very well. That's the entirety of the breakdown. Okay. I'm going to give you one of my favorites of all time. Uh-huh. Made it. He did so good. He made it to the cover of Madden. Peyton in one Hillis. Year. Yeah, he's so good. Peyton Hill is here. Good answer. Yes. Steve Harvey. You. Know, good answer. Do <laughs> <laughs> you remember that year, Ladainian Thomason? Not just like caught it and ran it, but he also threw two touchdowns for some reason. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, give me Ladainian Tomlinson on the list. Ladainian Tomlinson, any year he played in the NFL ever, is pretty friggin' good. The answer to all of this is Priest Holmes, though, right? The priest, the priest Holmes here. Yeah, he was unreal. Yeah. Hey, give me the first pick in our draft this year. Way too high. But Cooper Cup's last season. If you got Cooper Cup in like the 12th round last year, then he got the friggin' triple crown. It is bonkers what you would have done in your fantasy league last year. Do you remember at the time in those greatest show on turf years when it was Kurt Warner, Musher Falk, Tory Holt, and Isaac Bruce, yeah, 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 and they would all go in the first round. You could just get any of them. Just get any of them. You're going to be good. But, no, the uh, that to me is the thing about fantasy, to where whenever you're so fortunate to be a fan of sure. a team and be able to draft those guys, now I'm in. I'm in 100% on that because, like, unlike like that turncoat David Carl, I <laughs> can celebrate my team fantasy and, fi and factually. Sure. Last on my I-9 varsity okay. of fantasy studs is I don't know what position I'm going to pick in, but the obvious answer is whoever I pick first in this next draft okay. we're about to have. That's... So my answer is TBD. So 
it's kind of giving up if you ask your boy. X blank. I'm writing this down. This guy I'm about to pick is obviously the best fantasy player in the history of everything ever. All right. Outside looking in was Gandalf. I thought Gandalf would have been a good answer, obviously. Uh, Eowyn, I thought would have been a good answer yeah. if you had to go with fantasy. Okay. Han Solo, Smart. would you put Han Solo on the list? So, um, yeah, I got a fantasy sleeper for you. Oh, okay. Rip Van Winkle. Oh, that's a fantasy sleeper. That's Ooh. the best joke you're going to hear all day, Fred. So a real human being. Write that down um, in your journal. Spock, I guess. Yep. Spock is that Conan the Barbarian? Uh, Hellboy. Just, Ooh. just really going for... He does some damage in the trenches. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Good program today. Thank you so very much. The head coach of the New Mexico Lobos, Danny Gonzalez, who joined us, talked about the big win over Maine this past weekend. They are insanely talented in the red, are in the cherry and silver. So we're excited for their upcoming year. They're doing the red out this Friday night. So get out to the stadium, support the team. Obviously, Isotopes play. We are live from Isotopes Park on Friday, Van. We're kind of winding down. We don't have a lot of those left. God, I'm so sad. This is the type of the time of year that, you know, the second the thermostat dips below 60, my seasonal depression just shoots through the roof. And we're it's, it's like a teeter-totter. It's like I'm a fine line. It's mm-hmm. the Goldilocks zone in between being so happy that football's back and so sad because it's going to start getting cold and my skinny ginger ass can't handle it. I want to make sure I got this right. We're there this Friday, and then we're there next Friday, and I think that's it, man. I think we're cashed after that. Oh, my God, that's so sad. Is that real? It uh, can't be real. It can't be real. Vital, is that right? Oh, my gosh. Do you think we'll be missed? No, we are home the last week as well, but no, they only go to Wednesday, so yeah. So that's it, unless we, unless, well, I mean, the ice topes aren't going to make the postseason. <laughs> I mean, we, it's okay. I mean, we're looking. looking oh, at the, the MLB postseason. Oh, yeah, well, MLB, that's all. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm seeing a legend up to bat right now. Well, Legendary. I know, I put in. Alex Bregman up to bat right now versus. I, I put in the World loser Series. Rangers FTR, by the way, everyone okay. knows that. That's not true. I put Shoots in, one out to right field, flexing that Albuquerque warning track power is Alex Bregman. What are you doing? Wait, what? What are you doing? Did I say that out loud? You can get play. That's not Albert Pujols. That's I thought Alex I just thought Bregman. That. Yeah, he's really good at baseball. What? He's from here. He's cheated. Do you not recall any of this? Yeah, I, I'm not going to be mad at the guy because he tried harder than everyone else. No, he. This is like he's Rick- passionate. He's not a cheater. He's passionate. This is classic Ric Flair syndrome, what you're doing right here. Thank you. Like, there's no way. Is that a good thing? I mean, traditionally, it's, it's, it's a very Is that a good or bad thing? I'm getting mixed reviews in the crowd. I'm not terribly sure. It's not the least of the mixed reviews. Big thank you to Ron Hudson, who joined us, head coach of the New Mexico Highlands Cowboys. Absolute banger of a spot with he as he talked about the Cowboys over the Greyhounds this or excuse me the Greyhounds victorious over the Cowboys at home this past week. But how the Cowboys look to turn the ship around. Big thank you to Gabe Myers who joined us from the Las Vegas Optic. Thank you to David Carl who joined us twice. One of those talked about the United, the other one to only talk about himself. Sure. Vernon Koontz, who is a tremendous contributor to the program all the time. We're doing the friend of the show draft after this. Let's go. Light out at Howie's. Howie's sports page, 12500 Montgomery Boulevard. Come hang out with us. We'll be here all night long. Man, anything we missed? I don't know, man. Anything that we did miss, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Oh, okay. That's a pretty good little point there. Hey, they work the holiday too, man. Yeah. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.